and they took. We're watching you listen. You're watching you listen. Is that the new theme song? Yeah. Well, you're gonna freestyle in two weeks. No, oh, yeah, um, yeah. When we do it. Uh, hi, Michael. Hey. How dang. are you, man? Good. We had a nice little weekend. It was fun on Saturday night. Yeah, it was like. Yeah. He ended it at 10.30. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I wasn't expecting it to end that early. I, the, dude. Okay, so listen. <laughs> I I understood that, like, we're getting old as soon as I got there. Because I got there and. You started eating brownies. No, I got there and I'm wearing shorts. And Greg's like, why are you wearing shorts? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know, dude, because it's spring. He goes, we're outside today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm He's, like, okay. Dude, uh, yeah, when it was like, because he, he had told me like no later than like 1130, and I didn't know that meant like, you know, let's end it at 1030, but he he doesn't go the same way he used to. I mean, none of us, I mean, you still will go hard, but maybe not as as often as you used to. No, I just have no choice when I go out with like my other, the yeah, other side of friends. Because they I never have. slowed down at all. So, like, that's why maybe, like, with us, sometimes it's a good balance for you because you're not going hard nonstop. You could still party without getting completely fucking wrecked. Yeah. But you could still get pretty wrecked. Yeah, it was, like, 1030, and I'm, like, just hitting my stride. And I'm, like, yeah. stories around the campfire, and I said something about a 12-year-old prostitute, and Greg's like, okay, wrap it up. Uh, you, uh, that, you're actually right. He says, and on that note, let's call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> you, you had the line of the night, though, when um, uh, Skaggs was talking about, what's her name? Uh, well, no, you were talking about it first. You were talking about Elvira. Elvira, yeah. And, uh, and you, you, you we're asking if she had ever done any nude scenes, and Skag's like, "Oh, she has." And you go, and you go, "All right, easy." <laughs> no, no, go, go ahead, good. Yo, well, thank God you're here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There was a couple lines that night that had me fucking rolling. And then some people Irish goodbye, like uh, Tom Check Irish goodbye. Yeah. I saw he was leaving. I was like, I could get up and say goodbye, but I'm not going to. No, I said bye to Tom Check. I said, oh, I'll see you when you uh, do we do the podcast, bud. With Mark Henry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, he interviewed Trish Stratus today. What do we, what do we call Tree? Trey, yeah, yeah. Trey. Trey walks up to me and he's like, uh, "All right, I'm going to do uh, an Irish goodbye." And I go, "You're saying Are goodbye?" You? Well, he told me he's like, "I might Irish goodbye soon." And then 20 minutes later, he wasn't anywhere. Yeah. So I I don't know what time he left. No, he he's he said it to me and then he walked out. Oh, okay. So, he informed you and no one it, else. It was not. He no. He told Colucci too. I don't fucking know what. Of all people to tell, yeah, okay. um, yeah, tree. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah think of tree and ears. Well, you, you could think. You, <laughs> you know they're going to be my neighbors. They're moving three blocks over. They got a house, which <laughs> nice. yeah. I thought yeah they weren't they talking about closing. Yeah, I think they're closing um in like three four weeks out or maybe like first week of May or something. But um I'd be nice because I don't have to ever drive to go see them. I can just walk every time now. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people from like West Milford are just like selling right now because the houses are like seventy thousand more than what people paid for them. Yeah, well and it, well that's the thing. So many people during COVID were moving from New York City to yeah. like these kind of areas. So it was well it, like, like the people that are already located here they're fucking up and leaving because like with the neighbor across the street he's like he's rented that house out for years yeah and then like he's just selling now well what and then the guy behind me i got i met the new neighbor he's like the pccc fucking handyman i was like sweet say county or the college oh oh pcc say yeah. county community college yeah, yeah yeah okay so now when you need help with something he can come over and do it well for i you. was like i need to get these vines that i took off my house last year they're stuck to the side of the fucking <laughs> wall of the house and he's like yeah, man, you probably need like a wire brush or maybe a wire wheel. And I'm like, you know what? It's a good fucking idea. Do you have one? Yeah, <laughs> that's well, what I just said I got, next. I called my dad. I'm like, uh, yeah, you got a wire wheel? Because if I need any tools, that's where I go. Yeah, you go to Pops? Yeah. Yeah, because do you have any tools of your oh, own? Yeah, I do. I have a lot of tools, but right now. Like, What's your favorite tool you have? 
Oh, uh, the tire pressure gauge. <laughs> tire pressure gauge. Are your tires like low a lot? Yeah. <laughs> How often? Not that often, but they but are. low enough where you feel like you got to check them more often than yeah, most well, I have people a will. Air compressor too. Okay, I so like... you don't have to stop and put a dollar and quarters into no, the gas no. station every single time. Mm-mm. All right, all right. So how was uh, your week other than uh, Saturday, Manfro? Oh, uh, it was good. Good. I fucking I, w- I had like a little bit of a hangover, and then Sam like it's Easter Sunday, right? So yeah. I'm, Sam's like. Oh, are you gonna paint the deck today? And I'm like, <laughs> are, are you? I, I tell I tell her like every day, like uh, I'm gonna do a, this. I'm gonna do I this. Started out the week last week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like yeah, on No, you came here on Tuesday. You were like, I've been doing crazy shit around yeah. the house. So then, like, I slowed down after that, and I was just like, fucking, like sitting on my lazy ass because I'm like. I'm not going to work like a fucking normal work schedule. I'm fucking home. You know yeah, I, mean? I can do this. If I decide I want to do this on Sunday, I could do it Sunday. Or if I want to do it on Thursday, so I'll do it I Thursday. Like, uh, I think I'm just going to stay in the deck tomorrow. And she's like, oh, and then tomorrow you're going to tell me you're going to stay in the deck tomorrow. And I was like, <laughs> and it wasn't like, she didn't even mean it like in like a malicious She was busting way. balls. She was kind of busting balls, right? Yeah. And then like, I was like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go stay in the deck then. <laughs> so you went and did it to prove her wrong? Yeah. And Jesus was a carpenter. So. <laughs> I don't know if painting is part of carpentry. Yeah, you have to. I think the building is carpentry. I don't even know if they had stain back then or they just used Jesus' blood. <laughs> who, who did? Them. Yeah, you them. where's yeah. the bell? <laughs> I know what you meant by them. <laughs> um, so you stained your deck. That's yeah, pretty we cool. we watched a lot of Sopranos this week. Where are you up to? Uh, Chris... Uh, Paulie fucking just ran over Chrissy's front lawn. Okay, so you're you're in the last season then. So yeah. you're like right at the end. Um, I guess your next episode, you're only like an episode... You're probably two episodes away from... Uh, the when Christopher goes, yeah, uh, you're like right there because they that whole thing happened. He throws little Paulie out the fucking window, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Fucking eats it. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I so I actually watched um with baseball starting. I've been watching that. I watched Blue Comet last night, the second to last episode. So I'm on the finale now. And then landlord's like, oh, I think I want to watch this again. I'm like. All right. What, yeah, she's like, oh, she's like, because she's only watched it through once, and then she's caught random episodes when I'm watching. She's like, you know, I did like it when we watched it, but watching it back again and knowing what's going on, it's a lot funnier than I remember it being, which is what you pick up on mostly. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'll watch again. I'm like, oh no, you have to twist my arm to watch Soprano. Because <laughs> it's also, she could throw it on, and I could look, I could watch a game on my phone while we have it on and know exactly what's happening without missing a fucking thing. Yeah. Um, That's what the beauty of four TVs in my living room. Yeah, I've I don't actually. It's a Rangers game. I walked in the one day. Um, when I asked you to be a groomsman, and uh, your girl Sam was sitting on the couch, yeah. and she was playing like uh, Skyrim, Skyrim. and and she had the TV in front of her. She had the monitor, and then the TV in front of her. Then I look at you, and then you have the one TV and another TV. You're playing video games, and I think you were watching the Rangers also. <laughs> and you're like, All right, that's a comfortable little setup. Yeah, no, it's nice. No, it's not well because I then, couldn't go back. You know what I mean? I couldn't just have no. One TV you can never w- once you do multiple screens, you can yeah. never go back to just one screen. Yeah, it's like this with computers it's like this with watching anything or playing video games you're shot but um you're just playing at ML- nhl still yeah it's, yeah you're building your team your super team still my team's fucking good man, man i've come this close in the last few days to buying like um uh, a box of tops baseball cards and getting into the the trading game on it yeah. just buy one for what like a box of them is like a hundred bucks yeah. and you get like how many packs like a see, sh- see the thing is the the misconception of people like they'll they'll get a, like cards and they'll be like Oh, well, this is a Mike Trout card. Oh, so, so it's, it's got to be worth be 100. Worth yeah, but everyone had the same idea as you, stupid. Yeah. Well, like, you get base cards. Base cards are, like, if you want to s- collect a whole set, when you have the whole set of base cards, that's usually numbered, like, 1 through 100 or yeah, 1 sure, through 200. Sure. You get the whole base set, and that's worth money as a whole. So you could sell 
the base set yeah. for however Or much. if someone has almost a full set and they need that one card from yeah, it. Yeah, then you go online, you go join Facebook groups one after another. Then next thing you know, you get into autographs, you get into the jerseys. Yeah, yeah. And then next thing you know, you're fucking like watching a card on eBay that's over $100. Well, what I've seen, um, I've been keeping up with a lot of these guys. A lot of the WFAN guys, um, the producers specifically, are into the trading card game now. And what they've been doing is they're buying, like for football, what one of them did was he bought like four Josh Allen rookie cards at the beginning of the season because, you know, Josh Allen had been okay his first two years, but yeah. more interceptions and touchdowns, uh, and completion percentage was low because he could see him getting Stefan Diggs having a big year, right? Yeah. So he bought them for 20 bucks each, like four of them. Then Josh Allen is almost the MVP this season, mm. and that Josh Allen card, he was able to sell all four of them for like three, four hundred bucks each. Yep. So it seems like if you you always hear the stories about when we were young and before that, baseball cards were everywhere, and people were convinced these are all going to be worth money. They oversaturated the market. They played the long game with them. Yeah. So now it seems like it, it's a quick turnover game it, to make quick either quick money or build those sets like you said. Yeah. Well, see, like back then in the '90s, especially the the late '80s. In early 90s, they mass-produced cards. Yes, correct. Like, and it, it, Tops was always the main one in baseball, but then yeah. there was all these other ones that were coming up. Around. Yeah, Upper Deck was a really good yeah. one. And they, they just did their 25th anniversary. I really should, like at my mom's, get all the baseball cards we have up there because I'm, I'm sure a lot of them aren't in great condition, but there is boxes. Yeah. Boxes. you got to look through You'd them. have to think with, the, it's probably well over 25,000 baseball well, cards. Well, like, see, the people think, like, oh, man, you need, like, the price guides and shit. I have the price guides for hockey cards, yeah. but, like, Mostly what people do when they trade and stuff is they go to eBay comps. It's just eBay. Sure, sure. You go on eBay and you see what the card fucking sold for. And, like, whatever the highest one is, that's obviously what you want. But you got to go by the lowest. Yeah, and I would all, I would think that you want to see what the highest is or what the median average is. Yeah. And I think if you really want to make a profit, the fastest way is you probably should sell for a little bit more than the – a little bit less than what the average is or right around it yeah. unless you're trying to dry out the market. Because I've even heard guys doing that where they'll buy, like, the whole market on something because then there's none there. Yeah, and then go to Walmart and buy, like, any football cards or baseball cards because in the retail packs, they're not hobby packs, but they're, like, retail. Like, yeah. They just – Go into Walmart and shit, but there's like some gems in there. So, people so you should do that. Go into Walmart and buy cards well, if, you, if they have them. But people, there's like a two box limit now. Really? Because guys would just go in there from like card shops and like on the. Oh, that board, makes sense. That makes just sense. Buy them out. Okay, and people still do that. Well, yeah. it's kind of crazy just to see because, you know, I've been keeping up with that, and obviously I'm still fascinated by the whole concept of the NFTs, um, the non-fungible tokens. I told you what Nganu did. He made more money selling that, the um, digital art, than he did on his actual pay. He can't fight all yeah. of a sudden. Yeah, he's uh, like, oh, my God, my art John, is selling think, for think, so much. You think John Bones Jones' fucking team got in his ear? Yeah, they're really going to fuck that up, the UFC. Yep. They're going to give us Derek L hey, Listen, I, I from what I, last I heard is that John was asking for 50 million. Okay. So, it would, <laughs> who do you think he is? Floyd Mayweather? Well, the question would be I mean, 50, Floyd makes a lot more than 50. Floyd wouldn't fucking do a round for 50 million. He makes 100. No, he would do an exhibition for Jake Paul for 50 I think, million. I think he's making 100 mil for that. I'm pretty sure he's making 100 mil. Are they going to actually Paul. do it? Yeah, it's uh, going to be on pay per view, legitimately. And it's Logan Paul, I think. It's not Jake, it's oh, Logan. It's, oh. it's the one that people don't hate as much. The one that's doing something at WrestleMania with Sami Zayn. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, uh, I mean, so the concept of John Jones getting paid $50 million, it would be the largest straight up payday in UFC history by far, like yeah. that we know of. I mean, Connor, I'm sure, in his, some of his fights, after, you know, pay per view points and putting proper 12 all over it, he just made $300 million off proper 12. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah he's chair. he's just a yeah. spokesperson. He's still gonna make fucking millions off it. Yeah. But he he probably made 
15 to 20 million, I would say, on some of those fights. Yeah. Uh, Jose Aldo fight, the uh, Eddie Alvarez fight in New York. But the question is, would the Jones and Ngannou fight be the biggest fight in UFC history? Neither of them are the star of Conor McGregor, right? But no. the concept, the heavyweight is always the one that's the baddest motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it's always looked at. Um, so the concept of, you know, the greatest of all time and John Jones, no matter what you think of him, going up to fight, maybe the hardest hitting fighter we've ever seen in our life, right? Mm. It will sell a lot. Yeah. you Dude, that's the fight. If they ever want to do one at AT&T Stadium, 100,000 people there. That that's probably the I think that fight would do it. Oh, I, yeah. That and Conor McGregor would do it. People would come from around the world and being Texas a central location in the United States, I well, think they'd they sell did, it if out. They, if they did Cerrone versus McGregor at fucking AT and T. Well McGregor Stadium. McGregor is one thing, but I don't think Jones on his own could sell out AT and T Stadium and I don't think Ningano if you watch his fights. Yeah, co- <laughs> correct. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But if you put the two of them together, yeah. Ningano isn't gonna sell out AT and T Stadium by himself right now unless he's fighting John Jones or if Brock Lesnar came back. And he let's be fair, he'll kill Brock Lesnar. Brock can't fight anymore, but it's Brock Lesnar. That name just has value on yeah. it. So put, but put those two guys together, you could sell a hundred thousand tickets. Oh, and you. E- you probably have to lower the price. I mean, but you'll have all those cheap seats up there that you could sell for ninety bucks, compared to like hundred and fifty to sit in the upper deck at Prudential Center. Yeah, you'll sell that out. Yeah. And the pay per view buys on it will be crazy. The promos for it will be crazy. You know, John's doing something <laughs> that no one's ever like Daniel Cormier did. You know, legitimate champ, champ. He went from light heavyweight, won it, but Daniel Cormier couldn't beat John Jones. Steroids, cocaine, no matter what, it's a little bit different. Sandblasting hookers. Yeah, dude, you got to think what he was doing yeah. <laughs> when he fought when he fought um Gustafson the first time, right? He was so coked up. He was party. He's like, I barely trained. I was drinking. I was doing coke. And he still won that fight. Yeah. You could think that it was a bullshit decision. It wasn't so clear cut no, either you, way. You, you got to take it from the champ. Yeah. I thought, um, you know, I, I watching it back the first time, I was like, oh, Gustafson won. Watch it again. I'm like, no, Jones won that fight. Yeah. Like, watch it. Sometimes, especially with fights where something happens that you don't expect, you're a little biased because you're so floored that the guy's doing better. And you realize, you don't realize, rather, you're watching that guy rather than the whole fight or the other opponent. So you're like, wow, he dodged that. Oh, look at him. He's throwing more punches. Yeah. Well, I did that with McGregor and Diaz, too. Yeah, and then you watch like, it again. Oh. And then I watch it again. I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's listen, it was still a close fight. Like, if they scored it for Diaz, you wouldn't have been like, that's highway robbery. But I've seen I had plenty of fights where, like, I scored it for that guy, but... It, you know, a couple of those rounds were close. It depends on what you're looking oh, for. I love, like, the guys on uh, Twitter and stuff, the Twitterverse. They're, like, uh, um, hypotheticals. And they're yeah, like, sure, say, sure. Say Nate Diaz beats Leon Edwards, right? Okay. And then fucking Masvidal beats Usman. Okay. Like, by a miracle. And then that sets up for the tri- for fucking Masvidal, Nate Diaz, for the baddest motherfucker belt. Oh my god! <laughs> for the real belt. Well, see, that's what's so, that's one of the fun things about MMA is that the unpredictability, how they're going to book things, is that you can think of the like, who would have thought two months ago, a month ago, that Leon Edwards would be fighting Nate Diaz? No. And it's also it's not just that they're the co-main event, and they're, it's the first ever five round co-main event. Yeah, and I, I want Nate Diaz only in five round fights. Exactly. That's the only thing he should be doing because he is a guy that gets better the longer it goes. And even if he, I don't think he was going to come back and win a decision for Masvidal, right? No. But he would have made those last two rounds so interesting that we're rooting him for to get the finish. And it's like one of those like kind of like almost Rocky. Uh, yeah, I said Rocky Maivia victories. <laughs> 
<laughs> but like the New York Athletic Sports Committee or the New York, the NYSAC, they, whatever, yeah. they suck. Okay, so the first time I watched it, I was like, yeah, I've seen worse cuts again. Then I saw post-fight what he looked like, and I'm like, okay, they, with his, I think in another... It's like the com- Klitschko thing where you, he, yeah, he's you have to know cut. You have to know who he is. Yeah. I... It was not the worst cut stoppage I've ever seen in my life. If it was in Nevada, it would have gone a little bit longer, but it still would have gotten stopped by cut. The best stoppage was BJ Penn and Diego Sanchez. Oh, dude, he that <laughs> was that the, was a bad one. I could see his skull. Um, the like, the v, ear, the Vitor Belfort, Marvin Eastman one. The yeah. knee, he opened up a nasty. The ear, James Thompson's ear blown dude, up from Kimbo no, Slice. No, no, the uh, the one that was recently with the guy's ear oh, almost yeah, fell off. That was really bad. Did you just see? It wasn't in the UFC. It was another organization over the weekend. Our during the week actually last week um his finger got just uh, completely severed during the fight Ooh. he went to block something and it got kicked off and he didn't know where it went like they they literally could see his finger is missing and they stopped the fight and it was in his glove the finger came off and went into his glove Ooh. and uh, they were able to reattach it and everything thankfully and he, Did he finish the fight uh no <laughs> they're like he's got a finger missing he probably wanted to well i mean after your finger's gone what else could happen there there's they, yeah, they have what's like the, the fucking uh, the cattle prod at the and they like <laughs> <laughs> they start throwing thumbtacks on the mat and like the trainer's like use your left your right's not working no more so what was what's the worst decision you've ever seen like one where you're like that is a fucking robbery instantly um i have one, a couple i think the gsp one which one? Uh, Johnny Hendricks? Yeah. The, the, what, his last fight before when, he came back? Yeah, when fucking, like, J- John Hendricks fucking basically knocked uh, that dude into retirement. I thought Hendricks won as well, but it's one of those ones watching it again where it wasn't as clear cut as I first thought. Yeah. I still scored it for him. But you just Three rounds look at two. the guys after the fight. Sometimes, like, that's oh. a hard thing in MMA, though, because some guys like Nate Diaz, they cut easier yeah. and their, their skin gets cut, you know, roughed up easier. I've seen a million guys like that. Like every Frankie Edgar fight he's ever won, he always looked like he took the worst beating. Well, the Canelo Alvarez uh, Triple G fight. Yeah, yeah, same that same kind like, of thing. I was like, dude, come so on. So I don't think that was the worst decision. The one that I could think of where I'm like, that was clear fucking robbery was the first Shogun and Machida fight. The first First time they fought and they scored it for Machida, um, it was horrible. It was it was very clear cut, but it was one of those things where we were kind of waiting for that big Machida moment because he was a maybe Joe Rogan's biggest fuck up on commentary is saying welcome to the Machida era. Because we, no one thought he was going to lose after that. You know, Rashad looked great. Rashad yeah. just knocked out Chuck. He was knocking everyone out. And then he goes out there, Machida, and he just fucking destroys Rashad. He was undefeated. And in the first fight, Shogun should have won the decision. But then they rematched, and Shogun knocked him the fuck out in the first yeah. round. Well, he was he had that fucking style, that karate style that really wasn't into integrated no, there, MMA No, there really lot. hasn't been anyone like that until Steven Thompson. He's the only other yeah. guy that's brought that karate. Although, Conor McGregor did use a karate base forever. Yeah. That's what his Conor style McGregor was. Doesn't even know his own fucking identity in these fights half the fucking time. I can't wait to see what the rematch, the rubber match is going to be like. I think it'll be a more. I think it's going to be kind of like Diaz and. Uh, we watch it for the undercards. You're gonna watch. You're gonna watch that one too. I'll watch Dude, it, yeah, but I'm gonna watch it for the undercards. Fuck him. Who? McGregor. What's, why is it his fault that Dustin Poirier only wants to fight him? Because Poirier is a fucking douchebag too. But don't you want these guys to get paid? No. This is the time he gets paid. I want them to unionize. Well, of course, but the more they leverage situations to get the biggest payday, the more fighters will realize they have that ability. This is like the steps to unionizing. We're saying, I'm only taking this fight. Yeah. Where you literally, 
I get the whole concept of I've, I've talked with some friends about this that if you start paying them like boxers, you're gonna have every champion fighting only once a year. And I yeah, do not want well, look, that fuck, in the UFC. Boxing, boxing is the most corrupt bullshit. So, fucking sport but that's there where is. the unionizing can be a little difficult. Are you talking about like an MMA union? Is it an independent contract? Do well, you think like, the UFC look, fixes this by just paying their guys fairer wages? Well, look at like the MLB union and the sure. NFLPA. I'm talking about that. UFC is did but, did something with <laughs> MMA that like no other fucking. But uh, there's other uh, ones out there. Combat sports. Well, yeah. Like one and uh, Bellator, Bellator, and yeah, if PFL. A, if they had a union that was under all those, you could right? go to any one of them. You, like you could go to any one, but like, all right, you're under contract for the UFC, right? Okay, but you you negotiate the, your terms for the fight. Or yeah, whatever. sure, sure. You have a union rep there. Yeah, he's the guy who's gonna be like, okay, this guy gets this much money and stuff, and like these guys should be getting hazard pay and medical benefits and they, all that shit. Like, well, the medical benefits for one. Did you read that? Um, and like you Spencer know, Fisher story about what uh, he's gone through, uh, brain damage wise, and the Dana White's just like, up, oh, see you later. Yeah. And they're trying to say that um, he his brain injuries weren't from fighting. Downplay him. And Spencer Fisher is like one of their most, you know. Uh, most fights in UFC history. Like, he's up there. He yeah. was an OG, dude. He was yeah. fighting. I remember the first time I saw that dude fight was against Sam Stout on UFC. Jesus. UFC 60. Or it was UFC 58, USA versus Canada. Holy the main shit. event was Rich Franklin defending the middleweight title against David the Crow Loazzo. <laughs> and if you want to see as one sided a fight as you will ever see in your life, Go watch that fight. Rich Franklin might have laid down four, ten, seven rounds in that fight. <laughs> and he broke both his fucking hands in it and still beat the shit out of this dude. Rich was Rich was a bad motherfucker. Yeah, no. He was uh he was a fearless guy. He just ran into Anderson well, speaking Silva. Of, speaking of Rich Franklin and, and those guys from that era, the fucking Ultimate Fighters coming back. Yes, the Ultimate Fighters coming back with uh Brian Ortega and Alexander Volkanovsky. Um they're gonna end up fighting uh for the featherweight title. Uh Volk just Reach uh, did this whole story about what it, he was dealing with when he had COVID. He was like, I was coughing up blood for weeks. I'm like, and the UFC is trying to tell this dude to fight. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yeah. I think Ortega is going to kick his ass. Yeah. I like Volk a lot. I think he's a, I'm not like a fan, but I think he's a very, very good fighter. He's oh, yeah, for sure. Very fundamentally sound. I don't think he's the most exciting. He doesn't have a lot Ortega of power. I don't think going to have anything for him. I don't know, man, because it's just weird how the, the styles match up. Like, I don't think until his chin is gone that Ortega will ever be able to beat Max Holloway. Max yeah. is one of those guys, the volume kind of striker yeah. that he throws in and out. But Volk kind of does the Frankie Edgar thing where he dips in and out. He's going to hit you with maybe two, three, get out. Doesn't have a lot of power. He ducks in. He uses his size. Uh, it's weird because in boxing we're used to reach. But sometimes those shorter guys that can move quick, yeah. they can get in and out like it's almost a reach. Well, like a lot of the shorter guys that get under taller fighters. Yeah, correct, and correct. He, and he's one of the guys who, like, like if he has like a if you have a, a head advantage like a head inside yeah reach like he, well he's he can got get a, under but, you and fucking but here's throw the crazy thing with him he had a he has a larger reach than Max Holloway. His, he's shorter, but his arms are longer. <laughs> if you see the way the guy's built, it's crazy. It's like fucking De Janeiro. It, it literally, his arms are like down to here. Awesome. Um, but he doesn't have a lot of pop. I think Ortega matches up really well with him because he's the knockout guy. And we got to realize, Max did hit Volk quite a bit, right? Volk, uh, Max is a volume guy. Uh, do they start or playing the Brian Ortega Modelo's commercials again? No, I don't think so. He was part of that whole thing where one of the fighters, they asked him on a podcast, uh, 
of uh, about Megan Anderson. Yeah. They were like, would you? And the guy was like, no, oh, like, you know, four in the morning, drunk, maybe. Like that kind of, and, <laughs> and, he, and he's just sitting there. Oh, no, it wasn't even him. It was O'Malley. Sorry, it was O'Malley. Oh, I'm confusing okay. the guys, the white guys with cornrows. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I wonder how the Ultimate Fighter is going to play out now. Because yeah. the la- I did not watch maybe the last, like, six or seven seasons. I watched the finales. I know who the guys are. You get are. up to well, Ronda Rousey and then say, I watched lost, that. Lost that was, interest. I think, the last season I watched where they like had the real close-ups and you could see like every the imprints of, like the high definition cameras like close-ups and they're like telling their fucking backstories and I was like I don't give a fuck that was that was a good well Misha Tate's coming back too which oh, is, is she? Uh, yeah she announced that she's coming out of retirement she's gonna be fighting um and the woman she's fighting I forgot her name it's gonna be her last MMA fight so they're really trying to what are they trying to do set Misha up to fight fucking Amanda Nunes oh again the woman that like pretty much t- well took her belt and she retired shortly after yeah I would if if Fucking Amanda Nunez was in my weight division. I retired too. Yeah, well, you know, she had two kids, and you got. I wonder, like, we're talking. I one of the reasons I think Volkanovski is going to lose as well is because I'm sorry if he had COVID that bad. He ain't right yet, yeah. and training's going to be tough. The first weight cut's going to be tough. So imagine, like, I can't imagine a woman coming back after two fucking kids. What that does to your body? Yeah, being able to make the weight, just physically be able to. If you can come back and you're good, that's awesome. Well, I didn't that's really a, notice the COVID thing, like, and like the the athletes, because like you think about these guys, most of the time. Oh, they're well we conditioned. Yeah, they're yeah. 20, 30 years old. They're fucking well conditioned. But like in the NHL, the guy Mika Zibanejad for the Rangers, he was fucking on fire last year. Like, and he missed half the season last year. Oh yeah, and yeah. was fourth in fucking goals. And, and then he came back this season, but he had COVID really bad right before the preseason. And like. He just didn't. He looked like a shell of himself. Well, and guy, I'm like, this fucking coach's got to go. But then he just all of a sudden it started clicking. He has like two hat tricks. He's five. Yeah. Well, they say they say a lot of the people that have COVID, they call it the COVID fog, where yeah. you're just kind of like in a daze for a while. But some people, um, physically, the the guy in the Red Sox last year, Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, the yeah. pitcher, he was supposed to be coming back. He had COVID, and they discovered he has some kind of heart issue going on because of it. Because yeah, like for a Henrik lot of people, it, it's scar. It's it will, no, because his will go away. Hendricks won't. <laughs> Hendrick, Hendrick ain't playing again. He'll be able to, but it's some kind of like scar tissue buildup near the heart from certain cases of COVID. Yeah. So there's a lot we still don't know about how it's going to be long term on people that had it bad. Well, I'm not sure how much you, you check into hockey, but no, the, I the, don't. The Vancouver Canucks. I heard they have 20 players. Seven, the 17th actual player just got, and they're. It's not like they have symptoms where it's like, oh, you have COVID. It's like they're fucking coughing up lungs, and they're fucking because oh, they got the Brazilian um, variant, I believe. Yeah, something. They got the Brazilian they're, they're, variant. They're, they're projectile vomiting. Like these guys just it's like all the of a scene in Beavis and Butthead do America when they show the side effects everyone's having from the chip breaking out in the military. Yeah. They're all puking in beds. Yeah, it's basically what's going on. And I'm like, if if those guys can get it, then like anybody well, can get it. I mean, yeah, the, the argument you're gonna get is that it's just the flu, Megan yada Anderson yada. Can get it? Who who can she Megan, can, yeah. she can get it? We can say that though because <laughs> um, we're not uh, fighters in the UFC that well, have to bend to corporate sponsors. I gotta I gotta kind of watch what I say now because I'm. Trying to be the union rep for the UFC fighters. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I had like a dream. Like sometimes I daydream because like I don't fall asleep. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been having these daydreams where I'm like, uh, I'm like kind of like a Tony Soprano figure, and I like go over to Vegas and I okay. kind of rally the troops a little bit, and the next thing you know, I have one like fighters from one. Fighters from fucking Bellator, fighters PFL. from PFL, and I'm like just getting them, and I'm just like I start, I start with like a merch item, like a shirt, okay, and it says Unionized UFC, Unionized PFL, and I'm gonna sit, bring them to every one of the locations, and then they're gonna fucking talk to me. I say, listen, we're gonna start a union. You're gonna have to pay your union dues. It's only Fair. to get the medical benefits for you guys. 
while you're fighting and then have a plan where like if you get a sponsorship deal any kind of sponsorship deal we can hold the sponsorship money and put it into a security benefit for you for later down the road where you could get your full purse and we'll negotiate your contracts higher and then that like, makes sense next thing you know i'm like hey and then dana white has an assassin come kill me like in the league yeah. <laughs> well dana white was the assassin on the league when they killed uh what was his name um spaz <laughs> when they did rafi met randy um yeah, yeah. so i don't know bob sap has this fight league right you remember bob sap you broke oh in my, my nose yeah it's clearly kind of fixed over in japan on this because they do like one of the fights was a guy was fighting with one arm behind his back but they're doing one i saw the headline for this josh you'll like this it's um i forgot the guy's name but he fought max holloway once in the ufc early in his career he's a professional mma fighter so it says former max holloway opponent so-and-so versus two inexperienced brothers so he's gonna be fighting two dudes with no fight training but did you see hornswoggle's gonna do a boxing match on it nice nice did you see the uh the 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 thing it's uh, going around facebook right now it's like spider-man costume versus a guy in a batman and robin costume (laughs) yeah yeah it's from like russia where it's like two guys fighting at once and the the guy in the batman and robin costume yeah yeah fight and the spider-man guy is just kicking the shit Dude, out of him i just saw one it was um a guy that was uh, a professional i think a professional boxer or um kickboxer and he's massive and he was fighting two people yeah, dude, and, they have those fucking fights in Russia where it's like a team. Yeah, oh, dude, they, they team, team MMA. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Dude, the ones that I watch, though, are the ones that are fucking from, like, Europe somewhere. I think Ireland They do some rogue shit. And they do, like, they do, like, a field where it's, like, a gang versus a gang. And, like, well, the dudes bad. are, like, getting knocked out. And, like, they're just, like, the other people are still fighting around them. And they're, like, stepping on the guys who just are, like, fucking already fucking slept. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this can't be good for them. We really got to commit to watching Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 the Poli Malinaji versus uh, Lomanov. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Uh, that, guy, that guy annoys the piss out of me, Pauly. Oh, he's such a... I like feel, I'm like a d- disgraced Italian when I watch him. You've never liked him from what I remember. Like, you were calling him out when he was still kind of, like, being hyped. You were like, this guy sucks. Yeah, he was ne- never, like, he, he never made the pinnacle. His like, hands broke all the time. Every yeah. fucking fight, he'd break his hands and not fight for so a year and a half. go do Bare Knuckle Boxing versus a... a uh, UFC but, guy. But that, the UFC guy fucking smoked him. But that's what's crazy with bare knuckle boxing is that there's less hand breaks with that than there is in the UFC. Well, that's my thing with like football helmets. If you take that football helmet off these players, no one's getting concussions. Honestly, that you're not wrong because it makes guys feel safe. So that's yeah. why they launched their fucking heads. I, I played football. When yeah, I, I, the you best, feel invincible. When I was taller than the guy lined up across from me, my the best move is like a kid did it to me on an art on our team. He, is you just take your helmet and you fucking get above them and you, you basically ram them with yeah, your fucking yeah. head. So you rock them a little bit. And you they gotta and get a little dig. You're not supposed to use your head. You're supposed no. to do all arms. But if you get that leverage, and that's just offensive linemen. And that, that's just little plays. It's not including the yeah. fucking big hits where guys come flying through the fucking air. Yeah. Um, and you got to think, well, like, I agree with you. I don't think guy, you would not be as confident doing that without a helmet on. No. Exactly. You wouldn't do that without a helmet. I would be all I, hand fighting. I, I, it's weird because. There are obviously benefits to the helmet. Like you're not going to get fucking stomped on. You're not going to get kneed. You're as likely to get knocked out by a knee as you are from the fucking helmet. We've seen plenty of guys where that happens in the pylons and yeah. they get kicked. You're probably more take more hits like that than you do to the head. But you could cut out the dramatic ones, the yeah. really fucking nasty hits. Like we used to see fucking James Harrison lay down. That guy, that boy, don't have a helmet. He ain't doing that shit. No. None of them. He'd still be a good player, but of he, course, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be fucking killing Colt McCoy. Well, you can't teach instincts like no. he had. Oh my god, no. 
the worst they used to light up was fucking Josh Cribbs on the Browns. They used to kill. Yeah. Josh Cribbs was one of the nastiest. Well, did bring return- in Colt McCoy after he killed Josh Yeah, Cribbs, yeah. And then he did the same thing to Colt McCoy like two plays later. I still think the funniest watching a, a football player get up was when Kiko Alonso laid out Joe Flacco. And Flacco comes <laughs> up. He's like this. Oh. <laughs> that was a good one. One of my favorite ones was uh, James Starks for the Packers. Oh. And he fucking... <laughs> Eddie Lacy was playing, and I think I forget who the safety was. It was. I think it was for the Ravens. He came over and he fucking laid Lacy out with a helmet hit. And yeah, knocked him out of the game. So James Starks is the running back. Next play runs. That safety goes with his helmet down, and James Starks just lowers his helmet and knocks the fucking safety Good. out cold with Good. his helmet. And that's before that's before, and before the lowering of the crown rule. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that anymore. No, but I was like. The most hyped because like fucking Eddie Lacy used to be good and now well he just got fat he just, he, he just didn't take care of himself because a running back Alabama could, fucking running backs let me tell you Derrick Henry broke the mold because they come Mark out Ingram of, Mark Ingram was really good yeah Mark Ingram was good but um fucking Trent Richardson and well Trent Richardson Eddie Lacy Eddie Lacy was a bust you had guys um like Derrick Derrick Henry's doing Kenyon Drake's it for a been okay now. Kenyon Drake's been a pretty yeah, good running yeah. back but the guys that lived up to him in the first round hype what's crazy if you remember with Trent Richardson when he got drafted his rookie year he was really good. Thousand yards, yeah, I think 12, 13 touchdowns. The the, no, the Browns. the Browns. And then the next season, they traded him to the Colts, and everyone's like, yo, this is it for the Colts. They got their guy, they got this old pro running back. He's going to be a Love. stud. And yeah. uh, he was horrible. He was worse with the Colts than he was with the Browns. And then you could watch him play. And if you watch every time, he would have this fucking wide open lane. You and I would gain fucking eight yards <laughs> off it, like easily. We might take it to the fucking house. And he's like, oh, shit, that hole. But look at this offensive line I'm going to run right <laughs> yeah. into. And he would just run into the fucking the, the fucking wall. It, it, it's unbelievable. And then you could see these guys like Nick Chubb and the difference and how much patience he has. And Derrick Henry, he Trent Richardson also tried to dance. Derrick Henry's like, all right, I'm coming straight at you. Those big dudes that think they can go fucking side to side, I remember Brandon Jacobs talking. He was like, oh, I could be an east-west runner. Motherfucker, run south. Yeah. Run north-south. You should be running straight forward. You're 265 well, the, pounds. A lot of running backs, too, they come in, they, they're hungry, right? They get those fucking... But then they get the happy feet. Like, there was a guy that the Packers had, Sam Congato, I think his name was. Okay. And he only played for, like, a half a season. This is when the Packers were, like, really bad. Yeah. But this kid came in and he was from, like, Africa somewhere. Okay. Right? And I'm not even trying to be funny or anything. <laughs> I didn't this, think you this, were. This kid, this <laughs> I, think, I think I have to ring a bell for that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he... He just ran forward. Yeah. And, and like, it, guys would hit him. He'd bounce off. He'd yeah, play, he would, he'd play he would, rugby. You couldn't life. arm tackle him. No. So you, and, had, you had to commit to wrapping him up, and if you didn't wrap him up, he's gone. So this guy played for the Packers, and, like, I was like, holy shit. And he was gaining a lot of yards. And, like, I don't know I don't know how many yards he had, but, like, I, I watched a couple of his runs, and he just did not give a fuck. He didn't even know how to juke. He just ran straight forward. Once the fucking running back coaches got a hold of him and they were like, oh, you know, try this and that, he sucked. Yeah. Because, I mean, certain guys, if they're that big and that strong, you just want them to run straight forward. Yeah, it's like if you had Francis Nagano on your team. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it, there's very few guys that have that, like, blend of, like, power and speed where they could do both. Adrian Peterson, Ricky Williams back in the day would uh, run yeah, through yeah. people. Uh, Edrin James was the same way. Jamal Lewis was one Barry of the best. Barry Sanders. Ba- well, Barry Sanders made everyone miss. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the best running backs of all time. He's up there in almost every category. And he also has the most runs for negative yards in NFL history. Thing, maybe you can confirm this about sure. how he retired. Yes. His, um, his agent called him and he said, I'm tired. Yeah. And he thought he said, I retired. <sighs> 
I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't think that's true because if that was the case, he would have been like, yeah, I'm still playing. I think there was some uh, misunderstanding at first, and then yeah. it ended up be ending in the hands, end up in the hands of the Lions front office, who are horrible at everything. Oh How do you retire when they're still playing at a relatively high level, very high level? Well, Megatron was Megatron and, and Barry Sanders. I mean, there was people trying to get Barry Sanders to come out, or Barry Sanders, Larry. Um, why am I just naming guys now? Calvin Johnson to come out of retirement this past season. It's like, all right, come on. Like, it's been a little bit. Yeah. It would, he might come back and play pretty well because he's just a freak of nature and he's big and he's, he could catch into the red zone. Yeah. But he wasn't going to do like people. I remember fucking Giants fans annoyed the piss out of me. Big surprise. The <laughs> year when Plaxico was coming out of, got out of prison and he was coming back to the NFL. Yeah. And everyone's like, Giants got to sign him. Watch. He'll be just like he was. And the Jets ended up signing him. And he didn't do and, bad. No, but he didn't live up to what he was. No. He had like 600 yards. Pretty good. Like, like seven Des, touchdowns. Des Bryant, he ran into one this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, like, but you can't expect the same Megatron. Like, no. it's not going to be the dude that was literally 2,000 receiving yards. No. Maybe the most talented wide receiver. Listen, Jerry he was Rice. was in the division, and I fucking dreaded playing Detroit yeah. because it was just Huck and Chuck. And did, he, did you no watch one, that clip oh. of uh, Aaron Rodgers on Jeopardy? No. Oh, I, I sent it to you. Did you see this, Josh? No. So he's hosting Jeopardy this week, Aaron Rodgers. Next two weeks. He filmed it like like months ago. Yeah, he filmed it months While ago. While Trebek was still it's, alive. It's the. No, it was after he died, I oh, think. Was it? I think, yeah, it was after he died because it was Feb- it was right after the NFC Championship loss. <laughs> um, so he's been hosting the next uh, last two weeks, and the first episode, um, the final Jeopardy question, the guy wrote, "Why did they kick a uh, hoop? Chose to kick the field goal." No. I swear to God, and Aaron Rodgers just laughed. He's like, "You know, it's a really it is the right answer. It is that is the right question, but it's the wrong answer." <laughs> uh, he's talking right now, like, "Oh, I would." Um, I definitely, to- yeah. No, he's like, "I would host Jeopardy and play football." Yeah, because it think about how cushy this job is. It's like $15 million a year, right? You film two days a week for 10 weeks out of the year, and you're done. Yeah. You film literally 10 episodes every two days. It's some crazy shit. So picture like doing an eight-hour job. Yeah. Like, like we do. Like, just picture that with... Plus the commercials. Imagine filming all that in a row. Like it's like you do an eight-hour job and then you got your film. For yeah, like dude. Literally, they have they have episodes for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and from what I, they've been doing, a bunch of different hosts. They did Ken Jennings. They did Doctor Doctor Drew, and everyone was really mad about her. Doctor Oz, one of those jerk offs. They did like some random producer from Jeopardy that no one knows who he is. Great <laughs> idea. Everyone's saying Rogers is really good. Yeah, which it doesn't surprise me. It I does a, not surprise. I have me. a question for you guys. Sure. So I was talking about this with my buddy Eric and. Uh, um, if you so like there's like in Italy, right? They work different hours than like people from the United States. Like they they start a little bit earlier. But, so what they might be like, but then they go home for two hours and they like have dinner and then they'll fucking open everything back up and then do the rest of their work. But then they'll go home for dinner time and then after dinner time they go to bed and then they start their day over again. Uh, th- there's like different so th- routines in different continents. Okay, I, no, I believe that. Like that makes how sense. The work, and we're we're like mostly like a nine to five in America. Yeah, yeah. Right now, if you could change the whole fucking demographic of this, would you want to start on a Monday and clock in as many hours as possible in the beginning of the week, and then just have the rest of the week off? Like, if you could work. Okay. As many hours in a row as you possibly as your body so, could handle. So hypo- the, what we're really saying here is, if I could choose that, I had to hit a certain quote of hours in a week. Right? Yeah. It's like you got to hit forty hours this week. Would I knock them out like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then have off Thursday to Sunday? Yeah. But real, 
I would probably do that. Would like, you do that? If, if yeah, a, a company, if they could be well-staffed enough to make sure that that is possible, like, you know, certain big retail, like Walmart could do that, definitely, right? They could tell people this yeah. could be your thing where it's like 40 hours a week, you're good. Amazon could do that with their warehouse guys because then they would be pissing in fucking bottles in their warehouse. But, like, who's going to want to work the Thursdays and Fridays? You know, that's well, the only thing. Well, I mean, because, but well, listen, because... There's labor laws in the United States yeah, saying course. that you can't work over a certain amount of hours. Yeah, they have to pay after... It depends on the type of job you are, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, I probably would do that. Like, just get it all out at once, and then just, you know, you deal with a few shitty days, and then it's like you have, like, a mini little week vacation. Yeah. It's like three, four days off after that. You probably need that first day, realistically, to get your schedule, like, back on track. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you sleep late. You kind of there fuck with be, it. There might be a Monday where I go in for, like, three hours and be like, fuck it, I'm going home. Well, I'm you can do that. A- you, can, you can do that, right? But you just no, make I it can. up. You, you, you used to be able to, no, right? No. I know people in unions that do that yeah, shit. Well, people in unions don't necessarily work as hard as <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. fucking had to. So you have some pride in your work yeah. and your job. Well, I mean, there was people that were there just for the paycheck, but we had guys that were in the fire department, right? So um, what they would do, they would like we they get a lot of shit because it's called like double dipping. They would go work as a sand hog, go to the firehouse immediately after, okay. clock in there, go to sleep in the firehouse, come back in the morning, go to work. And then they were getting paid that whole time. They were fucking Unless showering. there's a fire call, right? Yeah, Obviously. there's a fire call, and it's like, well, oh. I would think in New York City, there's, like, a good amount of times they have to go out. But there's yeah. so many places, and... But then it's also like, oh, you guys got this? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, oh, that, uh, that there's children in that building? You guys take care of it. Because I, I, there was a lot of firefighters when I first started, but yeah. then the work started getting dried up, and all those fire the firefighters were the first ones to be like... Do you have any okay. idea yet when you're going to go back to work? No idea. And I've been thinking about it, like... Uh, do you have to reach out to someone, like, hey, I'm ready? Or, like, do they yeah. know that they can call you. No, people like you know. There's there's stuff in the works and like the infrastructure bill and shit coming. Like I'm oh, deciding that infrastructure if, bill should really put you I'm back in work pretty quickly, right? I just want to find something to get me by when the unemployment runs out. Yeah, like if, do like landscaping or labor yeah, or something, maybe something like that. But we maybe, worked with one of your friends last year. Yeah, but like I, I want to see if I want to do something like that or if I want to like. You know, go full into transferring unions and just trying to start fresh somewhere else. But that's also the thing is, like, if I do start fresh somewhere else and the tunnels start opening back up, then I'm basically like, hey, fuck you. I'm leaving. Bye. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't want to step on So would it be smart for you to wait for whatever happens with this infrastructure bill to see if the work that you want is available? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, there's... Like, since I've been doing, like, the Sandhog things, I've been doing it since I was 18 yeah, years old. Yeah, so out of high school. really all I know. And yeah. then, like, I've... I've Could you imagine up. doing an office job at this point in your I life? Would, I'd love an office <laughs> job. What, what would you want to do in an office? I would do anything in an office. But I'm just not very, like, tech savvy. Yeah, that's, and, and that's the thing. Like, you have to know Excel and really well looking, and QuickBooks like, and shit like that. I got to a point where, like, I was just so, like, overworking out in, like, landscaping. Yeah. That I was, like... What are office jobs that I could be qualified for? And you'd be surprised. Not a lot of office jobs want fucking 10 plus years of fucking underground construction no. experience. <laughs> <laughs> you, you would have to find... This is the thing that sucks at this point in your life. You would have to find something that is like extremely entry level, like data entry, where it's just like, you see these numbers, you see these words, you're going to type them in. You probably got to pass like a skills evaluation just on typing and shit like that. But how well, like, this is always the basic one. How well do you know how to work Excel? (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. How well do you know Outlook? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, Outlook a little bit, just email. It's it's email. That's all it is. There's like certain functionality to it, but you would have to find something extremely entry level, which would be like, you know, your best case scenario, like a $15 an hour job. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like, I'm yeah, not that's not a livable wage for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do that. No, I could, 
But like, like you'd probably be good in like a like a really good warehouse kind of job too, though. It's the same like print. It's labor and it's yeah. like functionality and shit like that. See, so, I'm not afraid of labor, but like also like I've noticed that like my body from like the tent, like my sure. body's fucking not what it used to be. No, I'm, I, like I'm still. But we like, said that before. Our recovery ain't the same. Yeah, and then like I'm like I like strong as an ox, and I used to lift up all this heavy shit, and then like with no repercussions when yeah. I was fucking 18, 19, even at 22, and 20, then like even 25 like, hits, and then things are kind of like that it hurts more than. It did a year ago. Yeah, and then like <laughs> I, I was like I worked last year up until Thanksgiving, so like I was still fucking housing shit, and guys were like, "Man, this fucking kid's strong," and like we could do this, like you know. And, and now you're gonna go back, and you're gonna see a kid that's 18, 19 years old, and you'd be like, "Damn!" And I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him yeah, on the job yeah. where the younger guys come in, and I'm like, "Boy, they're gonna eat you the fuck up." Like they <laughs> ate me up, you know. Yep. What I mean? and, and did, did you eat them up too? Yeah. Or you tried being nice. No, no. I would, would I would just try to give knowledge to okay. like, the younger guys coming up because like a lot of the younger guys, I see them. They're just like me. They're fucking balls to the wall but they have no idea what the fuck they're doing it's funny because i think like josh and i who kind of you know we both work in mostly office sales structures right and we're we're not doing really much physical labor at all <laughs> i could never imagine doing his job under any and i did landscaping in high school that was one thing and landscaping sucks too it ain't it isn't necessarily fun depending on certain types of days and what you're doing masonry and shit like that sucks but doing what you do you just as easily couldn't picture what we're doing like if you had to go do our job for a day we wouldn't be able to do yours and vice versa well, that's the thing is like, so you'd probably you could do sales. Well, like he could do sales for sure. There's there's things that I was like good at that other guys weren't good at. Like there's tedious jobs. Oral where, sex. Yeah. <laughs> but you have like a wall, say, right? And okay. The wall has like a lot of imperfections in it. Sure. You got to patch this wall and you got to make the wall nice, right? Now some guys will be like, oh, we got to patch this wall. Like it fucking sucks. I love mixing patch and fucking making the wall nice. Like and I'm like not always the best at it. Sure. But I'm not fucking terrible at it. But like. I would love to just sit there and, like, you give me, all right, you got to get this wall, this wall, this wall done by the end of the day. All right, great. Because then I can work at my own pace and I could do that. And it's just little tedious things. Like, uh, sometimes there was, like, putting little screws on the stuff. Sure, and sure. And they had to make sure that, like, so you had to take the screws. I love that little tedious shit. And, like, okay. some of the guys that I worked with, like... Or like, dude, I gotta do something. Like, I need to do something. I need to make something, or I need to do something, or blow something up and shit like that. But I could, I could do the tedious shit. That's interesting. It's a, it's, it's weird because like, I, my, my father was a master carpenter, and he. Some people just have that like mechanical ability to like yeah. see something and they can look at it. There's people like us that can follow direction, right? But like people like my dad and my brother, they could just fucking look at something, know what has to be done, no directions, and fucking figure it out, no problem. Yeah. Like, it's fucking easy for them. It's like car the, engines. Or yeah, yeah. Like, like my dad. I, I my dad was a mechanic too. He could fucking fucking look. Tell you what the fuck no. is going on with my car. And, and listen, you show me how to do something on a car once or twice. I can figure it out. I could change a tire. I could change brakes. Do an oil change. Whatever. I could do all that shit. But if I had to like sit there and figure out how to fix something on the car beyond that, those basic kind of things, like our friend Ryan Adair, he's amazing with cars. He builds his fucking jeeps. He yeah. knows how to do all that shit. I could never do that. But I could build a fucking computer for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of those things it's in today's world both those things have benefits now if shit goes down one is way more valuable than the other if the power grid goes down i'm fucked <laughs> i mean i'll eat your ass but i'm not gonna survive very long i'll kill well, you well, that's the thing too is like you think about when we were growing up with like our, our parents or sure. whatever and like you you said your dad's a mechanic i don't know yep. if your dad knows anything about cars or anything like that but yeah like when something would like break like you break down on the highway my dad would go under the fucking hood yeah same and like look at so my dad now right he still does the same shit but he's like 
Yeah, sometimes I get stumped. I just go on YouTube. And like, <laughs> well, no, that's the like, thing. And, and YouTube has helped now. out a lot. Yeah. For sure. But for like, sure. my dad's like, now, now, like, anytime something goes wrong, he's like, you know what? Probably just watch the YouTube video and I'll get back to you tomorrow. And he'd come over to my house and then fucking doop, 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 doop. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. They didn't have YouTube. No, like, no. Back then, fucking... it's like you figured out you had your friend that knew how to do it. Yeah. But back then, especially, they knew how to. Like, they, and they... also doing it. In real life, opposed to just watching someone do it on YouTube, who's done it a thousand times, for sure. We're make it look this, easy. This fucking one piece ten times, so everything's like easy, but it's, it's a lot different. I had to, one of my favorite times. I watched something on YouTube on how to do it was so it was for uh, Kenyatta's wedding, right? Got my suit, had to, I had it sent to, um, or I, I ordered it online from um, Macy's, and then I had to go try it on, pick it up, whatever. Got it. Check out, come home, and they left the fucking security tag on it. The one that if you take it off, it blows up ink everywhere, and it was a tan suit. Literally the week of the wedding. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, this is bullshit. So I had to go on YouTube and watch a video on how to remove those fucking ink security tags without it blowing up everywhere. That was a lot of fun because it was literally like, all right, you got to take a lighter to it and you got to melt it. You got to keep the flame right on it. So this part <laughs> melts off. Then you got to take a safety pin and you're going to poke this part, but don't push, poke, don't push, poke from the side. And then I'm like, oh my God, They're like, cause if you push, it's going to blow up. I'm like, what the fuck? The wedding's in two days. Like I got the last jacket in my fucking size. That was a good one. I definitely watched other things on YouTube on, like, how to fucking fix things. When my fucking crawl space was flooded, the best way to build a fucking drain for it specifically. It, it's definitely made it easier on the people that don't have that, like, ability just to, like, uh, the landlord's father's like, he just fucking look at some. Oh, yeah, this is what it is. We're fine. But, all right, why don't we get um, shit dick on the phone, um, do our reviews from last week. Um, so this is at 142. You watch, I listen, guys, before we get him on. Uh, we will not be doing the show next week. It is the week of my wedding. So a lot of shit going on the week of. We will be back the week after um, with Taylor back in studio with Manfro. Uh, we're going to, it's our season premiere. We, uh, um, 143. 143, sorry. Uh, it'll be uh, the season premiere of the show. So um, we're excited about that. Next two week should be fun some big things coming for um a lot of people i know actually so uh why don't you get taylor on the horn all righty all right hi taylor hi everybody how are you buddy uh i'm tired uh, i've been working out every day um that's awesome and uh work's been rough just because you know we Transitioned from doing heating and ventilation work now to more uh, air conditioning work. So air conditioning work was a little more extensive and a little more involved than average. Cock okay. sucker. What are you doing, asshole? What happened? Fucking what do you ground out like that shit for? God damn it, stupid piece of shit. Hide and away, you swing at it, dumb cunt. Um, You're too angry for being this early in the season. No, I just, I'm just happy. I'm, I'm just happy it's back. To be honest yes. with you, I'm just yeah, I'm happy. happy so it's I all, it's, yeah, I'm happy that I could be angry. It's all it's, it's <laughs> correct. Say, it's it's only. So happy Mets baseball is back, but I'm not happy for this part of it that I know probably better than any part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's like again, it's, it's only the second inning, hurt. so who cares? No, I'm just kidding. He misplayed a ball in the outfield because uh, he wouldn't yeah, dive for it. You're good. <laughs> no, I was fucking. My, stay healthy, I guess. I got my dad to watch the opening get game, and my okay. dad's like, "Who know? And then I was like, who gives a fuck? Why do you care? And then he's like, then he found out that Hicks and Giancarlo Stanton took a knee for the National Anthem. Okay. And he's like, fuck it. I'm not watching baseball anymore. <laughs> fuck them. And, I, and my dad comes over today. I'm like, yo, Giancarlo Stanton hit a 470-foot bomb. 
Grand Slam. My dad's like, fuck him. <laughs> Hope he Wait, fucking dies. Taylor, going back to what, what you were saying with work, um, would you rather do heating or air? Which is easier? Which is harder? I'm serious. Because you've only done one for so long. What What is like the more difficult one? So I would much rather do heating. Um, and the reason being is because I know how to do it fairly efficiently. Uh, oh, with, air condi- with, air con- with air conditioning, it's a lot harder because, you know, you got to run duct work. It's a lot of sheet metal work. Um, you have to hump the – basically everything uh, Anthony Cumia ever talked about is exactly yes. what I would be doing. Laying um, tin. You know, laying tin. Well, see, see, he laid tin. I lay pipe. So uh, – and, um, <laughs> you know who doesn't? <laughs> Kalushi. <laughs> but uh, well, no, I mean, I mean, like other than that, um, you know, I, I've I'm sure people have seen uh, me on Instagram, and I know you guys just saw me recently. But uh, I, I I've taken this whole health thing very very like so I I haven't taken anything this seriously in quite some time, and um, you know, I'm finally seeing I, I've seen like significant like uh, weighed myself today. Today's officially 90 pounds down. Um, That's awesome, man. Hell yeah. So I'm trying. It's just, even beyond looking better, you have to feel better. Uh, can I ask no, you a question? Uh, so it's uh, real quick. Before you no. ask the question, I actually feel worse. And that <laughs> is primarily because um, I treated myself like shit for 10 plus years that, you know. Oh, yeah. Your body's I, like, what the fuck is this? That right now that I'm shedding all this extra weight, um, you know, a lot of things that were were masked uh, because of the weight issues uh, are now uh, coming to the surface and like dealing with it and dealing with it. And just enough with your stupid fucking joke. Stop. I'm sorry. And, uh, I'm sorry. It was, it was too, dude. That was a, no, I, oh, I, I, oh, I appreciate what you're saying. That was oh, a cocksucker thing. Fuck you. I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it, it, it. To say Taylor's dick is a cocksucker thing. You did that on purpose. <laughs> Can I ask his question though? Absolutely. Um, like, honestly, cause I, I've been like bigger and smaller when I worked, but like sure. you just notice bending over for something, right. Is a lot fucking easier when like you tie in your shoes. Yeah. Just like the, it's but, gotta be, but is that, do you, have you found that like, it's easier for you to like fucking bend over and get up quick. Yeah. So like very little <laughs> mundane things that I, that you take for granted when you're, when you're normal size. Um, become significantly easier. So the one thing I've noticed I could do now, and I do it every day, is I can cross my leg comfortably, which I haven't uh, been able okay. to do in a very long Same time. Same principle. Um, that's true, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Less chafing. Right. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. So the other thing too is that, uh, as far as like like getting in it like like in a catcher stance or like to go down and like pick something up, like if I have. I, my back is still kind of fucked up and it will be for the rest of my life. Yeah. So if I, I'll get in, I'll like, I'll squat down and pick something up instead. But even just doing that is such significant less stress on my knees. And I'm thankful for it now. And also today I did something I haven't done in a while. And it sounds silly, but I haven't done it in easy five to seven years. I ran four blocks. Like, wow, that is, I mean, yeah, that's, that's a lot. I ran four blocks and then I almost passed out. But I did. <laughs> I was gonna say before that, realistically, I could run four blocks if a bear's chasing me. Besides that, I could. When not. is the last time before that you ran? Because I, I don't know the last time I ran. I ran home one day from um, Pine Cliff, and that was it. And I felt terrible. That's that's not close, dude. What do you? No, it wasn't. And I, I literally ran home to have a cigarette. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. No, I'd say the last time I legitimately ran 
well, how old am I now? I'm 29. I would say I was probably 22 years old, so yeah, almost that, like, seven years. I I guess like with with the dog, I've ran with her a little bit, but like re- like tried to like really like do anything. No, my my fucking knee can't handle it anymore. And right. you said it's the same thing. You gotta like build it up again. Um, I always wanted to fuck Dan up, but like they always be like my knee, my knee, and I'm like I want to fuck you up one of these days. Okay, well, go for it. Th- th- I'll just I'll literally I'll, I'll like, sue like, you. I'll like, sue like, you. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we used there, to do like there, wrestling moves to Richie and all the shit all the time. Because Richie's like, always been a fucking punching bag. I just want to fucking make you a punch. Bag one time. One day there, you could hit me with something. There, I don't want to know. There's been plenty of times where Dan and I have been roughhousing, and I've literally before like it because everybody knows like 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 if you fuck around with your Since friend long enough, Nick. where where it, if you fuck around long enough, it turns it gets a little serious sometimes on accident. It just happens. Yeah, yeah. And there was one time me and me and Dan were wrestling, and it got pretty like it got pretty heated. Where halfway through, I had to go. Wait, which one's your bad knee again? Because I was like about to shoot on him, and I, I legitimately yeah. had to ask. I didn't want because I didn't want to hurt him. Honestly, that's a scary right. thought. And then, Taylor shooting and, at you. and then he shot on my left, the the good knee, and I put him in a guillotine bad. And he literally, I, so then we're done. And he's like, "You bit my tongue." I was like, "No, you bit, like, you <laughs> oh, bit yeah. your tongue." Yeah. What the fuck were you guys doing? Yeah, we were so, just fucking wrestling around, and I got yeah, him. You in bit a, your tongue. I, I, <laughs> so, no, so, so I, I, I was Buzz Lightyear. And you were Hulk Hogan at a party. No, I was back. I was back girl. Oh, you were back girl. One. And so that was. I think that was the same party you were pushing Manfro on the swing. On the no, that was swing. a different one. Because the oh, one whatever. that we're talking about, where, where you bit your tongue, was Josh's birthday. And this okay. one was the one. That, the other one you're talking about is the one where um, I I got scared and I was dressed as Hulk Hogan. Two oh, different you got parties. Ran away. Yeah. So yeah. no. So uh, <laughs> we're, so uh, uh, we're fucking around. And I guess again, I went to go shoot on him, and I remember him like pull, like full on holding my neck, and then he, I hear him, I like I feel him wrap the legs around, and I start to go out a little bit, but then like when I well, go down, sure. I went to go slam him, and I bit my lip, and the first thing <laughs> I could say after he let go was, "What? Why you bit my lip?" That's the first thing I said. <laughs> I'll tell you the worst bump I took at one of those parties was when we did the the whole wrestling thing at Ashley's house, and um, I was Gold Dust, and Mike White was Kane. And he had like a pretty oh. good like at home get up. And I was like, we did like a fake like Royal Rumble match outside. Oh, and I, I let Mike choke slam me Ooh. on the ground. And I hit the ground and I was like, oh, it was yeah, like, yeah. that was a bad idea. Mike, your Mike's, soul Mike, Mike's a big boy, yeah. a thick boy. And yeah. he actually like, picked me up when I hit the ground. I was like, oh, oh, bad idea. And then I cut my knee open and the scab was glitter because of the fucking <laughs> costume. <laughs> you know, worst question of my life by giving me a pedigree and not giving me my arms back. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. So, so he gave me the the, the 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 one that Triple H used to do, where like he yeah yeah it was almost like a pile you. driver yeah and like but like if you watch Triple H do it like when he first started he would like hold your legs between like your legs yeah 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 and like he'd hold and like he protected you yeah it wouldn't go down all the way correct he has those big creamy thighs <laughs> and like Richie did this to me at Ozfest and like a patch thighs. of grass where it was just like all the grass was gone at that one spot and he piled like pedigree pile drive me. And never gave me my arms back. And he tried to like <laughs> put his like my head between his thighs so I wouldn't hit the ground. But no, just head slid first. right out because I jumped so high with him to do it. And then like I just remember getting up and I was like, I just saw blue everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god! And That's then Richie got zip tied and fucking. Richie did get. What were you gonna say before that, Josh? You know, uh, I, I remember we were all super fucked up that night. Yeah, and I think that um, you, 
each of us in a different way learned how much doing wrestling moves when you don't know how to do them really sucks. Yeah, and that I I that choke slam took a lot out of me. I took another <sighs> another something from someone. I hit a stunner on somebody and I hit the ground wrong. Yeah, yeah. And my fucking ass was like, oh, my God. <laughs> just straight on your tail. It's like Stone Cold dude. doing a stunner, just not getting up after. <laughs> oh, dude, dude, it's like dude, when I was still skinny back then. So like, fucking imagine like, doing, doing it now. Doing, no, no, doing it now. Your body would like be like, dude, listen, you're paralyzed now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> all right. So Taylor, you want to get into reviews? Uh, yeah. And before we get into reviews, uh, I remember Manfro took a ladder bump when you went to push him off the ladder and he held on as the ladder went down. That's what I remember. Wait, where was that? That was also at, um, at Ashley's. Oh. That was, uh, th- that was a Hulk Hogan one. Whereas I, there was somehow a ladder. I was dressed like yard. Hulk Hogan. That was the paint party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I picture of you on the tire yeah. swing where I'm pushing you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Great yeah, 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 yeah that it, was like friendship like bloomed yeah. blossomed yeah that was a so, great party uh, where's that, my tin dude <laughs> where's my tin dude that that picture should be on should be like uh should be like a like, like at, a, at an our like, a, like an inspirational meme of, of like you know it's like Sweet. what people would imagine if like two very good friends are just fucking around but if you realize yeah, yeah, that, no, man, man that asking, that's like one of my favorite that, pictures yeah you're both fucked up man for asking where his tin is at and that five minutes before you pushed him off the ladder you know like yeah that's right you did fall oh. off a ladder that night. But the night yeah. you left me in the fucking up the mountain. Yes. Did, yep. Yeah. You yeah. fucking asshole. <laughs> Dude, I'm walking home dressed like Hulk Hogan, and the cops like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "I think so." <laughs> I'm just gonna keep walking. No, I fucking we like we were partying at Ashley's house. Some like random girls like picked up Dan. They're like, "Yeah, you were like, I'm coming, I'm coming." <laughs> so we get there and we like go back by the pool and shit. And I really had to take a shit. And I was like. <laughs> Everybody goes inside and they're like, uh, "We don't know you, so you can't come inside." I was like, "So what do I do?" They're like, and I was I was hooking here. up with with a girl. And he was in there fucking doing what God knows what, and I was like, "All right, so sweet, so I'm just gonna go then." And like, I had no idea where the fuck I Dude, was. Dude, he was off a back road on Lakeshore. I, I, I went into their fucking woods first thing, first and foremost, and I took a shit right next to their driveway. Did you stay for second harvest? Yeah, and then I fucking like was like. I don't know where I am. And then I called up my friend Scott and I was like, do you know where this road is? He's like, no, but I'll find it. And Dude, where? So he was off of um, Papsco, Josh, off of Lakeshore. OK, so it, it's not that deep off Lakeshore, but it's deep enough that if you don't know where you are, you could end up even further back because yeah. all the fucking roads split off up the mountain and I went like that. Both ways, because someone said, yeah. like, oh, uh, our friends are down by the beach or something. So you tried to smell the water. No, I think you were like, yo, I'll meet you down by the beach or something. And then I ended yeah, up in a, de- I ended yeah. up in a deep finger scroll. Yeah. And uh, I should, I wish I found you so you could smell my fingers after. Yeah. <laughs> Smelled like fucking pussy and butt. Yeah. I was like, I'm not hanging out with Dan anymore. <laughs> we hung out the next week. I know. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying, Taylor? You literally asked him, did you stay for second harvest? You asshole. <laughs> Um, so Taylor, do you want to you first? smell the water? What's your fucking problem? <laughs> Did you ever smell <laughs> goes his head. He just fucked you to one of his good friends. I didn't fuck you. I didn't tell no the girls were gonna tell you to leave. Literally, go in the car with this girl. There's other girls there, and then they told you to leave. And I didn't see my phone ring. Well, because I was making fun of one of their fucking husbands that I knew from football. <gasps> that's right, you <laughs> were. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like yeah. nothing. We'll, we'll nothing tell yeah. Did, okay. Nothing makes more sense than that meme of Stone Cold Steve Austin just flipping, just flipping off Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels, <laughs> yeah, just, Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels just looking at him is like my best friend, who's actually a good dude, who I would who I would do anything for, and then me for no reason just flipping him off. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that. So uh, Taylor, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? 
Uh, why don't you go first? All right. So you gave me an album I had never heard before, band I never had heard of before, um, Tesseract. Uh, the album is called Polaris. Uh, you called them uh, what, a rock band, like hard rock band kind of thing? Yeah, hard rock, very technical, uh, technically sound. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's, okay. that's at, at their core, like they're, they're a rock okay. metal band kind of. So- a lot of the albums you've given me through the, you know, our hundred plus episodes doing the show together. Um, I told you first time I listened to it, didn't like it, and then listened a couple more times and it grew on me, it grew on me. This one unfortunately had the opposite effect where the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, this isn't bad. And then when I really listened to it more, I really, really did not care for it. Um, now the comparison I want to make, and I'm gonna go into it specifically, my issues and some of the things I did like. The thing, <laughs> the thing that it reminded me of was from the first season of The Sopranos with the band that Adriano wants to sign, Defiler. Um, they're not that bad, obviously. They're not like that. But the way, my biggest issue with the band is their lyrics and their overall song structure is very, very similar in tone from song to song. Now, musically, very, very good. Um, so what I wrote, I wrote pros and cons. Uh, pros, the bass is the lead, which I think is really cool in a band. I don't see many bands that do that. The drummer's really good. The cons, almost all the guitar playing besides when the breakdown comes or the chorus is palm muting on the guitar. It's a little, it, it's, it's, sounds the same. Um, the, the, the song structure becomes predictable. Progress. I would call them progressive rock band, Taylor. And to me, progressive rock should not be as predictable in the song structure as this was. So um, I'll start out with the opening track. I, this is where I thought like maybe I'm really going to like this. And this is my favorite song on the album, the opening track, Dystopia. Uh, musically, it's a five. Um, it, it, for me, it was lacking lyrically and I don't love his vocals and it's about 90 seconds too long. I felt like, am I crazy for thinking that that song specifically had a lot of filler in it that wouldn't, if it wasn't there, made the song better? Yes. You're a thousand percent crazy and you're a thousand percent crazy for not liking this at all and saying it's generic or whatever else you just said and saying that Dan Hopkins isn't a good lyricist or a good vocalist. You're 1000 percent wrong. I, um, I okay. His vocals are fine. It's not. Ooh. It's not my kind of voice. I don't like his voice very much. He's it's. Right. It's got a lot. It's got a lot of effect on it. It's not my thing. Now let me explain. Uh, because I actually texted Manfred and I said, just read some of these lyrics for me. Because a lot of the lyrics from Fung's song are very, very similar. It, it's literally. It becomes. Um. It, it, my. I have no hope, and I can't see clearly. And there's shadows, and there's light, and there's dark, but, and I'm depressed. Okay. And I don't get the person. Listen. I'm not saying you can't have songs like that, but it's every song and it's no like nuance to it. Like there's no like not that every band has to have it. I like emo shit. It just it comes off very, very heavy handed in a lot of it. But okay, so I I understand what you're saying. And here's and here's where I think you're going to contradict yourself a little bit. You love the Wonder Years, the greatest generation so much, which that entire Uh, album is repeating itself and repeating lines and doing the same thing all over again. It's nothing different. Let me explain. Let me explain. When your song tone from song to song is exactly the same, they're heavier ones. I can tell you exactly where everything is coming in, breaking down. There's no uh, progressive means you're supposed to try to change your pace and the sound. And every song sounds very, very similar. There's slower ones. Every slow song, you could swap in the lyrics to the music on every single song and it makes sense. And with a band like The Wonder Years, the tone of the music is different from song to song, despite, despite not being a progressive rock band. And when I think of a progressive rock, 
rock band. You're changing time signatures. You're changing tempo. And I want to say again, the bass player and the drummer are fantastic. They're really good. The guitarist, and I get it because he's playing in the back. He doesn't do anything that really stands out. There, there that's is just, something that's there. Just, I, I, I can't let that stand. That's absolute. The guitarist nonsense. isn't very good. That's no, the guitarist isn't very nonsense. Good. No. You don't know he's what you're listening to. He's not playing the lead. Not that That's he has to, but he's not playing the nonsense. lead. Nonsense. No, I refuse to he's let not, you say so, say that. Is, about is he playing the lead? Is he play? Is he playing the lead? And is every no, verse I, not palm muted? Every verse not palm muted. No, it's, it's not palm muted. No, I don't know what you're listening to. It's not palm the muted. Verses are, the verses are all palm muted because the bass is playing the lead, and you can do I that, but it's on every that. single song. It's not, but yeah, yeah. It, listen, and I what? think mu the bass on it is great. The bass on it is great, but I can also tell you, playing bass my whole life, every song is It's a very similar song structure, and I get why it works, but it, it doesn't. It, it's so generic from song to song. The oh, shut no! I, I refuse. I, 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 I absolutely refuse for you to say Tesseract is generic, and guarantee you're gonna give it a lower score than Ailstorm. Are you fucking high? What is let, your problem? No let fucking me explain. way, dude. I'm not saying. Uh, listen, listen. They. I'm not saying they are a generic band. I'm saying from song to song, it's generic because every song not, sounded not, the same. Their heavier ones sound, all sounded all. the same. I, I no, Josh, no, listen to this later. Tell me that from. So, listen, I listen, dude. Do you think I give a shit what Josh has to say about anything? No. <laughs> hey, what about me? You, I no, you suck too. I'm just trying to. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 no, I, I'm, I'm being very serious. It doesn't do it for me. It's, it's not. It's it, not it generic. It sounds a lot like Seven all. Dust. Like I we. No, it sounds nothing like. Seven it sounds like weaker Seven Dust. Like seven Dust is fucking stupid, and they're garbage. Seven Dust is not ten times better. Like he. Obviously, if you looked at this guy's inspirations, he would say Seven Dust. No, dude, is that the first song, Josh? Just go. I like that song. That's my favorite song on the album. I'm talking about when I first listened to it, that opening track, I was like, oh, I'm going to like this. But as it went on, I was like, the lyrics here are heavy handed. I'm not uh, saying. And I'm listening to the second song now and the bass line's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Exactly and listen, he's really good. But this, it's, it's, it's the not same. It's bad. I, now, I, I don't know if you're saying it's bad or if you're no. saying it just, you, it doesn't. It doesn't click for me. Because Josh, if you're going to put your input in. Then I'm gonna need you to fuck listen to the whole album, no, cocksucker. Is he yelling at me because I don't have the headphones on? But I'm no, saying, he's like, not. I yeah, this. I like this. I'm, I'm, no, no, I, it's it, no, it's just not for me. It's okay. it's one of those things like it, it just blends too much for me. And I, I get what they're trying to do. It's not my thing. I, I again for me the my least favorite part is the guitar playing because I I get what they're doing. There's bands I like that do exactly this, but they don't change their pace enough from song to song for me that I could take the lyrics from one song, put it on the other song, whether it's heavy or slower, and it still works out. And the song structure for me is predictable. Again, I'm not saying they're generic in the scheme of music. I'm saying from song to song, a lot of them sound very, very similar. The, the, whether it's heavy or it's slow, you could swap them out. It, no, it's not and you're wrong, but it's fine. No, no, I'm not wrong. I'm telling you no, how you I are. feel about it. Just like no, you don't know. No, no, you can listen. You want to be a cocksucker. You, there's movies I love that you don't. And you say it's terrible. It's boring. I fell asleep. I'm telling you for me, this sucked. And you could take it. I don't fucking have a temper tantrum when there's movies by me that you don't like. I you do, do not. It all the time. So, what are you talking I about? Do, 
dude, I fucking relic. I said I loved, and you guys didn't like it, and that was fine. I wasn't fucking sitting there crying about it. I, dude, you because I think something's generic. You've said movies that I love, that people love, are generic because it's not your thing. It doesn't click for you that way. This doesn't click for me. It's not that big of a fucking deal. You didn't get pissed off when I said fucking Jonas Brothers was fucking gay. <laughs> Because I, because I knew, because I knew you're gonna, because I knew you weren't gonna like that. I had a feeling, but I was gonna do, take I it a shot to in the like dark. This a lot, and, and and at least you listened. Well, those two assholes didn't. So I give you credit. I did there. listen to the whole I, thing. I, there, I just, there's I, been a shit ton of music you've given me that I thought I was gonna hate that I loved, and it's just unfortunate. On. I wanted to love hang this, on. and this is the first time where I was disappointed. Well, I'm sorry you're disappointed, and it doesn't make sense, but okay. Because I, I will say I refuse to let you say Dan Hopkins is a generic guitar player. I refuse to allow you to say that because it's not he true at all. Do anything crazy, man. But he's not the lead. He's playing, dude. It, not literally, really, I you've, only, you've only listened to this album. I've listened, I've listened to more, so obviously there's more. Indeed. I didn't say anything about the other albums. The one you gave me, he doesn't play lead. I think I, he plays lead on one song, and I usually dig that. But it, I understand. I, if you listen to the verses, and Josh being a guitarist, he palm mutes everything on the verses. Josh is it's a guitarist. It's a style of metal. I liked what I what I just some listened some to. of it sounds awesome. Uh, I'm gonna listen to the whole thing tonight and see see how I it's, feel about dude, it. But like based like I I I see what you're I hear what you're saying, and I understand it because from what I heard it's true. But uh, it, it's good. Like I like it's not, it, dude. It's not. I can't say it's bad. I'm saying it's not for me. Like for me, it doesn't click that way. There's certain bands I like. You don't like. Vice versa. It goes around like that. Right. I, you know, for me, it was just the the. I I'm, I wrote in a lot of the songs. The bass and the drummer are so good, but the song structure is similar. You could plug them in. Um, and it, it's the bass line, like you said. It, it's it's very similar. And there's certain times where the bassist. Because he is playing the lead, and him and the drummer are so tight. Like, they could do any. They're, they're amazing musicians, those two. And, and when you have a bassist and a drummer that good, it might be good, better. And I'm not saying he's a bad guitarist. I'm saying the way he plays there. And there's plenty of bands we know where we know the guitarist rips, but he never shows off. Right. And that, that's I mean, cool. The, 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 you know, the makeup, the structure here might just be that they're highlighting how fucking killer of a bassist this guy yeah, is. Because, dude, that first song was a fucking oh, dude, banger. Dude, like, uh, I, was my first like I don't know if you saw me sitting here. I was like fucking dude, when my I, head. When, that's my it. favorite I song. On it. I, that's the song. Thanks, I, man, I, did, I did add that song to my playlist because I like that one. The fucking bass line on it's awesome. And then a couple of them. It's just it's the same bass sound and speed. But I think that, so. This is the thing, Taylor. With it, I could very easily see myself liking a different album by them because I like what the the, the sound they're trying to convey. But this one just doesn't click for me. Like there's bands I love that they started making garbage, uh, load and reload. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they come back eventually with like Death Magnetic. So it happens. Senses fail. Like they're oh, dude, dude, old senses fail. Listen to you try to play me anything after still searching, and I'm pretty good for the most part. Yeah. If you listen. Uh, I, I, everything up until uh, Rencore, I believe it's called. Rencore is like their heaviest album. Is their last so, very good one. I don't. I don't want to completely destroy this album because it just again musically it's very good. Musically, I, musically for me it's it's a four to a five. Lyrically, it just doesn't click the same way, and the sound on it doesn't click. But I'm gonna give it a two out of five because I do appreciate appreciate the musical ability of the the drummer and the bass player. All right, I. That's I I just don't understand how you gave Alestorm a better score. That's I, I this is one genuinely I will I will genuinely disagree with you on. I think you're very wrong. That's just me, but well, it's cool. What's crazy is like looks like Manfred wins this one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pirate metal. That's garbage. <laughs>
<laughs> I can't wait to I go know see them live. Get older albums now. I'll go see them live. I'll go see Elsa. My fuck yeah. We'll get dressed like pirates. We yeah. fuck yeah. We'd go see Tesseract, but I might kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. I would probably go see them at this point. T- take me to see anyone. If Taylor, if you tell me Tesseract is the first concert I can go to locally, I will fucking pay whatever to go. I'm ready to go to a concert. Yeah, me too. All right, <laughs> Taylor. What's funny? What's funny? I'm just agreeing. What's so funny? No, no, I think it was, it was like, like genuinely. No, it was like funny like, because you actually sounded very disappointed, like that you can't. Yeah, because because it's been over a year and a half, and I've been on a kill switch engage kick very very hard yeah. after oh, I listened to uh, Light the Torch the other day, and. Off the Ozfest second stage when I went back in the day. They did. I. I what year was Why? that? Oh, oh five, oh four, oh five. Was it? Cause no. it was it because Howard is? No, it's because they just didn't like that. They didn't. Howard is the, what? The, Howard is what? No. Their set. They did not even sound oh. good that day. They no. didn't sound great. They did not have a great set that day. No. Um. No. They. They didn't set. It happens. I just think you know you get the old heads that listen to Slipknot and System and Marilyn Manson and all yeah, the yeah. shit that, that Ozfest but brought. So much but Kill Switch there, there was, was so kind of more like, like towards the end. There were so many different kinds of music. Yeah, towards the end. But, but I'm talking the Ozfest like, crowd was still the crowd from like '99. When, when you have Hatebreed playing like main main staging the the second stage before you go walk to the pavilion at PNC when you what have Hatebreed main. In that kill switch what isn't was gonna this? get. This must have been 05, right? This was a long time ago. 05. Yeah, I would put 0405. I think it was in that ballpark. No, maybe even yeah. I think it was like 0405. I've been in middle school, dude. Was it 03? Those it are, might have been those 03, are a 04. fucking blur, dude. That's a, well, so so the reason why is 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 if um is if Hatebreed is doing is if Hatebreed was the main stage at the time, that means like satisfaction is that the desire and perseverance were both out at the time. And those are massive hardcore records. And the Rise of Brutality came out that year, probably later that year. So, one thousand percent main staging back then. One thousand percent. But Manfro's right. What happened at Ozfest was like once the a lot of like more recent bands were coming around, people were there to see the shit that they were at Ozfest in like '99 and 2000, and they didn't want to see anything else. They would probably sooner want to see Black Sabbath right then than someone like Killswitch. With right. obviously it's Black Sabbath, but who's going to put on a heavier show at that point? Like, let's be real about this. Killswitch. But, uh, yeah, of course, of course. So, Taylor, take it away. Um, so you gave me a night in Miami. One night in Miami. Yes. Um, Anybody listen to my album? I forgot, dude. <laughs> I legitimately <laughs> forgot. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, you know what? I, legit- I, I, I wrote it. I wrote it down. It was the group love album. And then when I opened up my group Spotify, I, uh, and then when I opened up my Spotify, it was there. And I'm like, oh, completely forgot to do that. Um, Man, I will listen to it by the time we come back. I'm going to write it down this time. Fuck you. I forgot. Hey, I got a lot going on right now. Well, Taylor's got to pass. Taylor gets a pass, but I don't. Nope. Okay, fine. Scumbag. I'm gonna, well, Taylor, <laughs> we both didn't listen to it. No, well, Taylor gets passed. Fine. He had it in his Spotify, at least. I definitely had it in my Apple Music. I just didn't play it. <laughs> so, Taylor. One yeah, night in one... Miami. How did you think of it, Taylor? <laughs> How did you think? <laughs> These fucking people. It's like, I'm just going to talk over Taylor, play drops, and fucking talk shit. <laughs> I haven't played a drop in over a it month. It doesn't matter. I've been doing fuck. I've been doing a show with you for two fucking years. And all you did was play a drop for two fucking years. So two years of getting pissed at you, two years of him talking the fuck over me, and two years of Manfro saying my music fucking sucks. <laughs> fuck all three of you. All right? I don't know. I three you. love Testament. Huh? I ordered... I ordered their shirts. Who's the only other person that sings fucking Starstruck with you, you bearded prick? 
fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, 303, dude. Thank you. Thank you. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Okay. One night in Miami. One night in Miami. Everyone, shut the fuck up. White man's trying to talk. Uh, but no. So Wait, hold on. Th- this this movie. Give me Dave, <laughs> Dave Chappelle, bitch. Shut up. So yeah. this movie is fucking phenomenal. Um, yes, I really, really enjoyed this. What was cool when I learned was that this was actually a play at first. Yeah. That they that they adapted into a movie. So it follows, it was the night that Cassius Clay, AKA Muhammad Ali wins the world heavyweight title from Sonny Liston and Malcolm X, Jim Brown. And what I, what I, you said, Sammy Davis, when you gave me this movie, no, maybe Sam Cook. Sam, right. I right, well, Sam. right. Well, for some reason I was thinking Sammy Davis, maybe I just imagined it, but, but yeah, so Sam Cook is in this, who's played by Leslie Odom. I don't remember all the other actors names. Um, but every single person has their has their time in the spotlight throughout this movie. For sure, um, there is stuff. So the guy who plays Jim Brown, I've seen him in things before, and I can't remember from where. But he, he's MC, he's MC Ren and Straight Outta Compton. Yes, he is. Yes, yeah. he is. You're right. Look at that. Um, he is one of the is one of the funniest fucking things in this movie. I haven't genuinely laughed this hard at a movie in a very long time. So which part? There were a couple parts, if I'm honest, but it was and it was all that was Jim Brown. Oh, um, he was so funny, dude. So, you know, uh, Cassius Clay wins the world heavyweight title from Sonny Liston and Malcolm X, you know, gets these guys together thinking that they're, you know, they're thinking that they're going to get together and party and realize that. Get women. 22, yeah. 22 year old uh, Cassius Clay's world heavyweight champ. We're going to go out and celebrate. But I guess what the, Dante was uh, uh, Muhammad Ali's coach. Yeah, he was the boxing coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they all get to Malcolm X's room because he's the one that brought them all together. And, yeah. you know, they're talking and talking. And then you find out that they're just going to sit sit down and have a conversation. And you realize that Muhammad Ali or, excuse me, Cassius Clay has decided to convert to uh, Islam and, or join the Nation of Islam and become a, a yes. devout Muslim. Um, you know, Sam Cook, uh, Sam Cook is at the time he's writing. What they say is music for white people because this, this yeah, I believe, this takes place in the sixties, nineteen sixty-three, I believe, nineteen sixty-three or nineteen sixty-four. Um, they fudged the dates exactly because this meeting never actually happened. It would be cool if it be a lot cooler if it did. And uh, but genuinely, the movie's phenomenal. The guy that plays Malcolm X is amazing. Yeah, he's the, he's he's actually in um the season two of the OA. I know Josh, you watched the OA, right? He was yep. the the black guy in season two of the OA. Yeah. Uh so I was familiar with him. Uh, it was a really really good Netflix series. Uh, it was only two seasons, but it's uh, sensational. But um he he's a really really good actor. Uh, the, I, now I told you the guy that played Muhammad Ali, the way he got the mannerisms and the voice down literally creeped me the fuck out. Yeah, I I don't know Muhammad Ali enough to understand it, but I know, I know enough. Like, I don't know him well enough where I could be like, you know, we're, we're like, you're watching him. You're like, wow, holy shit. But I'm watching. Dude, you like, need to fucking, you need to go on YouTube and just go on a dive of him with Howard Cosell. They're some of the funniest interviews you will ever see. 
And even I, like when he uh, almost oh, uh, when uh, what's his name Joe Frazier almost beat the shit out of Muhammad Ali on live TV because he was fucking like freestyling on him pretty much. What's right. so funny with him is they they always said in the hip hop community he was Muhammad Ali was one of the OGs because he was one of the first ones like dropping rhymes to shit talk to people. So um you would love those videos if you watched them. He's a draft yeah. dodger. There was a lot of people that were. <laughs> it wasn't it's fine. And so they're all in the room and they all and they all figure out that we're not going out. So Jim Brown just casually just it's like, oh wait, we're not going out, we're not doing nothing. It's like what 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 did you expect, brother? I kinda <laughs> wanted some pussy tonight. And just it's so <laughs> yeah. casually how he says it. It's one of the funniest. I haven't laughed that hard, like just not expecting it was so goddamn funny. And then obviously, you know, the nation of Islam that's there. The guy that plays, I believe his name is Brother Kareem, which is like the main guy that follows uh, yeah, yeah, follows Malcolm, Malcolm that follows Malcolm X around. Um, there's the next part of the movie because they're all at this motel and they go to the roof and, you know, they're talking and they're uh, Malcolm X is kind of like talking to Sam Cooke about how, you know, the only the only people that like your music is white people and you only make music for white people. So Malcolm's kind of calling Sam out on his shit. And then Sam goes well, back. One and Malcolm thing that called, let me finish what I'm saying. Go, 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 go ahead. And, um, so Sam is going back at Malcolm is like, well, you just, you, you seem to be just everywhere. There's shit. Every time that there's shit being stirring up, you're just happen to be there. You just happen to, you love, you love being around stars. And I love that. He said, he said this too. Cause he goes, which one of us doesn't belong And Sam cook, Jim Brown, Cassius clay, Malcolm X at the time, Malcolm X wasn't a household name. Those three guys were Jim Brown, Still, my opinion, the greatest football player of all time. And then yeah. obviously Cassius Clay and Sam Cook, you know, they speak for themselves. But again, that whole exchange and that whole thing on the roof is such a remarkable and such a, a moving um, scene because it's two icons of, of, of their perspective fields, one in the music and then one on the religious side of things. But both of them share a common goal, which is racial equality. And I think the way yeah. in which the and scene was the, exactly and the way in which the scene is written and the way in which it was performed. I can't stress enough how much I love Leslie Odom Jr. The guy that played. Um, oh, he was so Cook. good. So I, I know you didn't like it and I understand why, but he played Aaron Burr in the Hamilton. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I know who he is, man. He's uh, he he's not. So he's actually this year. He is up for best supporting actor and best song at the Oscars uh, who that's only been done, I think five times. And most recently uh, lady Gaga for a star is born. So right. he is unbelievably talented. And so I love how I, you brought up um, uh, specifically about how uh, they're calling each other out for their own kind of bullshit and how they're all trying to take control and calling out Malcolm X for his. And Sam cook is like, you know, I have guys signed to labels. We actually own our songs. And right. he, I, the scene that I, that stuck out to me the most was when Malcolm X plays um, uh, Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. And it's talking about this white man, this white 19-year-old wrote this song that says more about what our race has gone through than you have in all of your songs combined. And that's what led him to, uh, you know, the movie inspired to write um, the um, uh, Change Gonna Come. Correct. And I that... Very agreed with you on like uh, how how uh, powerful these scenes are. Yeah, Um I can't I can't speak anymore about how well it's written and I, I can only imagine how well first this time played director on. first time director in this movie as well 
Yes. When when someone said Regina King, I thought it was like the fucking bitch that got hit by this bus on Mean Girls. But no, Regina, Regina George. George. <laughs> no, Regina and, King, uh, uh, who a recent Oscar winner, Emmy winner. Right. Yeah, and no, so the, 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 the other thing that I love about it was um, that movie sucks was uh, the end, uh, the end of the movie, how it ends. So, again, they, they fudge the timeline because obviously it didn't actually happen. Fictionalized. Yeah. Right. But they end it with a, a uh, with a real moment that actually Tom Smith hit a home run. Tom Smith hit a home run. I just won four hundred dollars. Let's fucking go. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Oh, uh, yeah. you're you're ahead of me. So thank you for breaking that news to me. I'm so happy he was in the lineup last night. Yeah, two run home run, Dom. Let's go. Hell, I'm no. sorry. I'm about um, to see but anyway, so, so what I was saying was, was the way the movie ends was Sam Cooke on a very, very, very young uh, Johnny Carson, and he debuts the song "Change Is Gonna Come," which turns into the, this massive song. For the for the civil rights movement that went to follow in the sixties, like in, later in the sixties, like sixty seven, sixty eight, and sixty nine, and, it's, and one, of the mo- one of the most iconic songs on that front there's, that's ever been written, it still holds up. Correct. So um, it played at Barack Obama's inauguration. It played at the DNC when I believe he won the nomination. Yes. Um, yes. It, it, it played at a bunch of other historical things. It's, it's an uh, anthem, just, honestly. It is an anthem. It's, it's, it's a phenomenal song, and it really, it, it, uh, and it, really um, it, it transcends time. It's a timeless classic. For sure. But the Agreed reason why completely. I say that is because the way the movie ends, and I love it. So Sam Cooke then goes into Time Is Gonna Change. It's the first time anybody's ever heard it. And then it goes through... Uh, Muhammad Ali taking his vows, or however it go, I don't know, and oh, when officially joining the, the and he officially joins the Nation of Islam, and it's like you are now hereby uh, known as Muhammad Ali, which I think was very very cool. And then it's the most fucked up part is at the the end. The end is someone throws a Molotov cocktail through Malcolm X's house. Yeah, and he runs out with his kids, and and he's got a gun, so they end up going to a hotel. While his house burns down, and as he turns on the TV, and what does he see? He sees Sam Cooke finishing. Um, uh, change is gonna come, and he oh, just yeah. sits there and he nods his Phenomenal. head. Phenomenal. And it was Phenomenal. like, and and it goes back to that scene that I talked about, where they were, you know, you make music for white people, you don't do this, and then Malcolm's just everywhere where all the shit is, and it just it, it the way it comes full circle, it's a it's a mat. I don't want to say because we throw around masterpiece a little too. Sure. Much, and the sure. Word goat, and stuff like that. I want to give this a very, very solid score. I'm going to give it an 8.7 out of 10. Um, I want to give it a 10, but I've been very, um, you know, liberal and just give, just hand them out like, like, like yeah, you got to be more them. judicious. Yes, you know, I, I, these oh. movies got to earn it. Um, oh. But yeah, an 8.7. Everybody deserves every type of award, any type of nomination for this. And the fact that this is on Amazon. Yeah, dude, Fantastic. for free. It's nice. I, 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 it. I, I agree with you. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the just the writing, the the direction, the acting was all very well done. Um, uh, I you know it's it's very rare where you could take a movie, take four people, put them in a room, and they're pretty much the only thing in the movie, and they kind of stay within you know hundred radius of that room, and it works. Um, so yeah, I, I'm glad you enjoyed it, dude. I loved it. So um, 
I I told the before we jumped on the phone with you, I did announce that um uh th- this week um we're gonna be actually off next week and um uh for the wedding and then week back uh week after that it'll be all of us in here and that um this week I think we skip picks just because it's two weeks to go. I am gonna listen to Group Love, however, um actually listen to it. I might call Manfro in the middle of the night and leave him a voicemail with my full review. Um, <laughs> and uh, then when you come back, um we'll do our picks. We'll start out like a season premiere. We'll have all four all four of us. Manfro will uh, do his freestyle in celebration and a lot of fun shit coming up. Maybe I'll finally unveil the new theme song. And Josh can unveil the new theme song. Hell yeah. So a lot of fun stuff, Taylor. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, there's not nothing else. Just, (laughs) just, you know, uh, just be better and not to be like cliche, positive PMA, but you know, things looking up. So we're on the other side of whatever the fuck this pandemic shit is. And just try to be a better person every day. And now we're going to fuck. Well, if you if you ask, there's something called consent now. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> no, I'm just saying well, I, I, meant, I meant like collectively we're, we're all going to fuck. Not like each other, but we're just going to fuck. We're going to fuck life. Don't fuck anything that moves. <laughs> yeah. All right, dude. Um, I'll see you in. Uh, bye. All right. I'll see you or see you at another time. Peace out, dude. Fuck off. All right. So, um, yep, you heard it there. Um, man, he got mad at me. He, got, he, got he, really he, mad he didn't at like that review. Listen, it happens oh. sometimes. Yeah, I think he got more mad at you than he got at me when I fucking. No, that was bad. When I give, <laughs> I don't a, know, dude. I heard. I, I was listening to the t- on a totally different pair of headphones. 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 <laughs> I was listening on a totally Zoom. different pair of headphones, <laughs> and I heard him yelling through no, these still, headphones still wasn't over as, the music I was listening to. It still wasn't to. as bad. Trust me. <laughs> Having right. been here for both. Um. So, did you guys? Uh, uh, watch the Space Jam 2 trailer. Yeah. What okay. the fuck? Okay, you know what? I, I guess we're wrong because all I've seen for it is fucking hype and all I've heard is people hyped for I it. I guess, but like, why? Why are I'm they fucking wrong. 3D animation now all of a sudden? It's fucking Looney Tunes. So, I, I don't know. I mean, because that's what, that this is why, and I said this to you in chat as well, kids don't watch cartoons anymore. Yeah. It, they don't watch cartoons anymore. I just anymore. don't get why, like, Space Jam's crossing over I, with Godzilla it, 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 and they're it, in the hollowed earth. Uh, I well, dude. What's so funny is they had this whole big deal about Pepe Le Pew recently, right? They yeah. cut Pepe Le Pew out of the movie. It's a scene, and it was supposed to be a scene where LeBron is addressing like consent, like telling her leave her alone. What? Mm. Fine, but they just cut the whole thing out. And obviously, they're going with like a Ready Player One kind of thing in this. Yeah. And they have the Clockwork Orange guys on it. <laughs> The, yeah. You know, the movie that literally has a rape scene where it's, I'm singing in the rain. Like, it's one of the most brutal and, movies that and you put them in, but take out Pepe Le Pew. They, like, fucking put Yosemite Sam in there shooting a basketball. It's <laughs> like, oh, that's cool. We yeah, well, well, I thought I thought we didn't like guns. Yeah, I thought so we which didn't like is guns. it? I thought we owned the Boston Red Sox, the most racist baseball team in America. They were the last team to allow black players on their team, so that's very true. Yeah. Um, and Boston is a very racist Ask city. Ask Adam Jones how he feels going yeah, into dude, Boston. Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Like, the South, the South, not saying the South is fucking perfect, but Boston is as racist a city as there is. They're the England of the but, fucking everywhere. So, so I, I, it's a horrible place filled with horrible people and a really bad sports team. Well, I, no, they're not that not bad. Yeah, you, the you worst, shut up. The worst you team in Boston up. is the Celtics. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> in the last like decade, like 20 years. So with no. Space Jam 2, how many titles have the Bruins won? Bruins won a lot. In the last 20 years, I'm saying. Who's, two? They've won two. Okay, the Celtics have won one. They're the worst team in the fucking in Boston. In the last. They win a bunch with the fucking uh, the big Garnett three. They won one. They only won one. They lost the next year to the Lakers. The, the truth. 
The truth. Oh my God, who just got fired, Paul yeah. Pierce? Wait, wait, what do you expect from a fucking basketball player who lives that lifestyle? He, first off, this dude wanted to get fired. I'm fully convinced. Did you see the video, Josh? I saw like uh, screen caps of what was going on. Yeah, like he clearly like he makes sure to put in view the woman shaking or twerking. Right? Yeah. He's smoking weed, he was also and it's already rumored he's getting signed to bar stool. Which, speaking of which, Portnoy's got a sex tape out now. I found it. I watched it. That's weird. How's his date? Oh, well, you don't, you don't, he's working a really interesting position. I actually respect his, um, his take on it. It's like my physical endurance this is a very difficult move to pull off. Um, he has a leash around the woman's neck. <laughs> he's pulling her back and he's like smothering her with his hand at the same time. And it, the, their pens, the pen stock dropped because of it. <laughs> so he's oh, like, yeah. how much did it drop? Uh, I, I don't know exactly how much this was hours ago. Why do you have it? <laughs> no, but like I've been dying to get into it. Because yeah, it did drop. It, it might have gone back up. Expanding soon. Like they're going to be in New Jersey before you know it. Yeah, go just go to. Yeah, that's true. Go to Twitter and just type in um, Dave Portnoy sex tape, and you could see exactly what I'm talking about. Well, no, I, I care more about the stock than. Oh, I see, that's why we're different. A hundred and five bucks. That's not bad. What was it before that? What was the last time you looked? Uh, last time I looked, it was like. I guess it wasn't as high as I thought it was. How high did you think it was? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last time I looked, it was like it was close to 150. Okay, so now it's 105. Yeah, yeah dude, because of a sex tape, the stock dropped. <laughs> How funny is that? Um, so when I was thinking about Space Jam 2, right? So one of my big issues, and I think we all have issues with this, like the reboots and the remakes or the sequels we don't need, is that they try to follow the same exact formula what the original was, and it never does. And that's why something like Jumanji with The Rock worked out. Because they kind of changed it. You know what I mean? They they change it up. I don't I don't think I'm gonna like it. I don't think if they're original Space Jam came out now, I would like it. We like it because we grew up with it. Like, do you think you'd like the Mighty Ducks movies if they came out now and you saw them for the first time? N- not the same way. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> like, I try I, to watch as much hockey movies and shit as I can, but I still... I still. You like, would still watch it, but yeah. I, I could still put on the Mighty Duck movies once a year and enjoy them. Like, legitimately. Yeah. There's a nostalgic feeling to them. So then this Mighty Duck show just came out on Disney+. Plus. I don't know if you've watched it yet. Um, uh, I want to, though. Uh, so... People are like, oh, it's annoying. I'm like, it's probably the same thing. It's just not the people you grew up with. It's not yeah. Banks, and it's uh, not the Hans. It's definitely not Goldberg. No, it's definitely not Goldberg. <laughs> Although Banks looks terrible. Yeah. And the dude that plays uh, the knuckle, uh, not the knuckle puck guy. Who's the, what's his name in the first one? The fucking the uh, uh, Dean Portman. No, uh, uh, Dean Portman was the second one, right? The Bash <laughs> Brothers. I don't remember their fucking names. The first one, he was the lawyer on Daredevil. He was um, Daredevil's best friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was in Butterfly Effect, um, which I was one of those movies we've talked about that we loved when we were younger and you watch it now you're like oh that's a Dare, ver- daredevil was awesome da- the daredevil show was incredible like no, the, uh, the wh- movie no shut up the movie <laughs> awesome what, what's your favorite part of the movie bullseye I, I don't think colin farrell was a terrible bullseye no, he was good he wasn't bad they they he hammed it up hard yeah um i i think I, when they're fighting on the organ and their pipes and he's like ding, 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 ding. you know what the best casting in that was was michael clark duncan as kingpin he oh, was yeah. a really good kingpin but then d'onofrio on the show comes in and just makes you watch the whole daredevil series yeah, right would you like better daredevil or punisher punisher Punisher, I liked more. No, too. The first like, Daredevil Punisher was, was like you can't compare to that, dude. That's, and then the way they introduced fucking Jigsaw in season two, how they kind of changed it, it was like you know psychological kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. That's really cool. Like that was creative. And I do hope Disney is like not going to fuck it up. And now that they have it, they're like, all right, let's they, do they something on with for them. another season, right? It's nothing's been confirmed as far as so, I know. As far as anybody knows, because it hasn't been officially confirmed, but it's 
enough people know about it that it's public knowledge is that uh, they they kept uh, what's the fucking British guy's name Char- Charlie Cox on as Matt Murdock. He's going to be in Spider Man. Yeah, he was on the set of the new Spider, and it, he may not be Daredevil. He may be playing Matt Murdock. He may be playing the lawyer yeah. because it, it looks like Peter Parker's in a lot of trouble across. I would think with the way they ended the last one with the uh, J Jonah Jameson outing him as as Spider Man, yeah. you could see the legal side of this playing in, and that would and be the best way to introduce be Daredevil. Phone home. That no, no, dude, they trolled really well, yeah, dude. That was did. funny. The way they dropped all those. I told my friend, I was like, you know what the new Spider-Man's going to be? <laughs> dude, he's, like, he's like, dude, that was a troll, dude. I was like, uh. Each one of them, uh, Zendaya, uh, Tom Holland, and the fat but not fat guy anymore, his friend, all dropped different titles on Instagram that night. So that's oh, why okay. there was two other titles rumored out there. If you went on Twitter that night, they were the three tro- top trending things. But, um... None of us are going to see Space Jam. We're like, wait until we can stream. I mean, it'll be on HBO Max, which we all watch Godzilla versus Kong, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I might watch it. I'll yeah, we'll right, watch it. The right frame of mind. Dude, it was awesome. It's Godzilla, you blow a nutsack. Why did it blow a nutsack? It's just like so predictable. Yeah. Did, what, what, okay, you want unpredictable Godzilla movies? No, like have them. I don't know. What did what, what, what sucked about it? What were you expecting? I, I watched all the Godzillas leading up to this, and like you thought somehow this fucking little white bitch finds. Her daddy in Hong Kong, like, seconds after the fucking shit goes down. Yes. It would have been more realistic if they're like, he found a cell phone and got in contact with her, and then they met up. Do you want to know? You're not going to find a fucking person no, in I Hong mean, Kong no, after it, that destroyed... How, yeah, do you even know how big Hong Kong is? story, it actually does kind of make sense. No. Because her dad's the main guy at Monarch, whose job it is to track the monsters. Yeah. And she's following Godzilla around, and he's naturally going to be wherever Godzilla is. So... So they just take a time portal to fucking Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah, the Hollow Earth, <laughs> No, no, dude. no. But then everything's destroyed, and then, like, they're just walking through the city streets. Have you ever watched a disaster movie ever? The end of the movie Volcano is a black girl pointing out all the people with ash on their face saying, look, all the people look the same. Like, this is how disaster movies end. But, like, in the... You see the... You saw the one before this. This was better. Yeah, they found... They found... The mom and dad found the girl... Yeah, it's like fucking don't okay. lose your fucking child. I I listen. No, I'm not. Fucking I'm not watching bitch. these movies for parenting tips. No, I'm watching them for things to get destroyed. I would people be, should die. I would be the mad at these Asian movies. The fucking Asian guy was the best part of the movie before this, and he fucking went down into oh, the sub. Oh, Ken Watanabe. And then yeah, he yeah. Fucking blew up, nuking Godzilla to make him come back that, to Earth. That was who uh, Bruce Wayne thought was Ra's al Ghul in, <laughs> in Batman Begins. See, um, boy, that, I would be mad at a movie like this if they spent more than five minutes showing the journey for the little girl to get back to her dad. I don't care how she got there. Show me she got there, great. I don't care about the human characters. There's You, you get Ken Watanabe's in that. You get John C. Riley in Kong Skull Island. Dude, that cast is awesome and the only one that's super memorable is John C. Riley. You got Sam Jackson. You got fucking uh, Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but John C. Ry- John Goodman and John C. Riley's the one that stands out. Skarsgård's best work was in Zoolander. Why do you keep saying that? You you mentioned when I told you he's in it, you instantly brought up True Blood, which really upset me. Uh, Earth to Mikus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that gas station scene is just so, unbelievable. So you said last week you said that you'd watch Zoolander a couple times that week. What did you watch this week that beyond Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong? Did you watch anything else weird like in the Zoolander ladies <laughs> man? Because literally two well, weeks. I lost. Of- I lost a, a like because Sam and Richie were over my house after the bachelor. Sam party, lives with you. And I was like biodome. <laughs> <laughs> you put on Biodome? I was like Biodome, and I got overruled. And they put, well, right, you put on basketball, you said. I was you looking let for, oh. Richie overrule you Well, no, Richie and house? Sam. 
Richie and Sam. Because yeah, but Richie, Richie doesn't really count so bio, Richie, so, as a person. I was trying to find it streaming, and then like I was like, I own Biodome. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? So I went to Apple, and then like right next to Biodome is Basketball. And they were like, let's watch that. And then, and then Richie's like, yeah, I like Basketball. Did and Sam was, ever see it before yeah, that? Sam fucking saw it like just Does as she many love times it? as me. Yeah, it's a fucking. She's seen it as many times as you. I don't know about that because we had the illegal cable box. Yeah, you had and the black it just box. Looped. I had that shit on VHS, dude. That was one of those ones you rewind and watch once a fucking week. Ugh. Easily one of my favorite comedies oh, ever. Yeah. I don't care what any like. There's I know people that say they don't like that movie. I'm like, what are we? What are you watching? Two different things. Like, how yeah. could you not watch that and laugh your fucking ass off? Um. So so Manfro, um, it's WrestleMania week. And Josh, yeah. it's WrestleMania and week. I looked at the fucking the cards. Ugh. Yeah, the I th- Josh. Yuck. I don't know about you. This is the least we're gonna, engaged. We're gonna, do, we're gonna do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn again. Really? Is that what it is? Yeah. That, that, that's a match. Is that what it is? Yeah. I know that Sami's doing something with Logan. Listen, if the match delivers, who gives a shit? Like honestly. And by the way, WWE is gonna work with AEW within the next year. I'm calling that right now. I hope so. You see who's on fucking Stone Cold's podcast. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Check was fucking leaking major info to me. What did he leak to you? Oh, you can't say it on here, can you? Okay. Well, Well, you shouldn't even told me Jericho's gonna be on the broken skull podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. That well that got announced earlier in the week before that. But it's still really cool. Um and you gotta well some CM Punk brought up a good point. He said, Well, the fact that Vince would let this happen means that he doesn't really view AEW as competition. Which, based on ratings, he still shouldn't. Like, it's still not actual competition. But you're gonna get your Monday night and Friday night. You're gonna get your loyals. And of course, like, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't. I never liked that AEW was directly up against NXT. Yeah, but they they were smart to moving it to Tuesday. Yeah, it's smart because listen, they it stake your own ground. It yeah. was it's fine. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm not like actually like planning on like making time for WrestleMania. I'm going to watch it, but I may not watch it live for the first time. At least not all of One it. One thing I like about AEW is that they have like the factions. You but, know. Okay, I will but say- listen, but listen. It's not the same two wrestlers fighting five weeks, a month in a row. Fucking Bray Wyatt is fighting fucking Randy, Randy Orton again. Yeah. Like, we saw well, the they brought, Sister they, Abigail fucking But they brought thing. in Alexa Bliss now. Yeah, but, like, they, we saw that with the fucking Wyatt family versus Randy Orton. And oh, remember their weird WrestleMania match with the graphics on the mat a couple years ago? Yeah, that when, was, when with, Randy with won the, the Worms. Yeah, Worms. The, Randy won the title from Bray, which was a mistake as yeah. well. But, like, see, like. Uh, it's just such recycled garbage, and like every week, it's the same. But you same have, you do have a few. Fucking, you do have and a few good. They don't change the moves. Like they all do the same. Well, yeah, they. Fucking it's moves. a. But so my argument against AEW is be oh a super kick oh a super kick oh a false finish oh a false finish yeah I, I, that I I don't like either I don't like a mil- listen WWE is a problem with false finishes either and I hate how devalued the super kick is everyone does it like the young bucks are really good wrestlers I they. Their gimmick just is so fucking recycled for me. Yeah. It's a it's a very recycled well, they gimmick. Can't, like they they're like heel one week and the next week they're well. Good that's guys the thing. My big issue with the guys week. in AEW, specifically them and Kenny Omega, that I, that bothers me is because they are so good. Is that they're so willing to make other people look so good? Yeah. Like I don't like that the wrestlers aren't competitive with each other anymore. It's just like oh let's just go out there and have a good time. Like you don't see that cutthroat shit. And it's AEW to WWE. Yeah. It's uh, you probably have, Vince pushes the fight for it a little bit more than AEW does. Yeah. But now they're doing the same thing. They're bringing back old dudes. And I saw AEW fans bitching last night hard over the last couple of weeks. Every wrestler's in a faction. 
Yeah. It's, well, the thing is, is that like you have the factions go up against each other, but you're not getting the same wrestlers. But you're factions not getting the don't same work. Match. Factions, factions work in yeah. a very limited capacity. Well, you know who had a lot of factions and it fucking ruined them for a long time was TNA. Yeah. Well. Well, and then WCW was faction, 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 and the WWE. They finally have a good faction in the Hurt business. So what do they do? They, they break they, them they up. Break them up. They break them up. And Lashley, who I've never been a big fan of, is definitely everything I've seen recently. He's doing the best work of his career by far. Yeah. Uh, he looks very strong. He's great with MVP. Um, I'm actually looking forward to see him and Drew. I'm looking forward to the Edge, Roman, and Daniel Bryan match. I think that's actually got a chance to be a really good yeah. triple threat. That, that You know, those guys will always put on a good match, but it's just... It's just I, I, I tried to... I watched WWE just strictly. Yeah. Even in the WCW. You didn't game. watch any WCW. I watched, I, well, no, I watched WCW. I'd go back and forth, but it was mostly WWE. Sure. And that was it. And that was it for years. And even when I got back into wrestling, when Ryback was getting Yeah, made. that's a weird time to come back because yeah. he was horrible. Yeah. And I missed a lot of the CM Punk shit. Okay. So but you I missed got, that whole, the ruthless, you missed a lot of the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Then the PG era. Yeah. I, and like Beth Phoenix, I didn't even know who the fuck she was. when Edge's when, wife. Yeah. But um, like I missed a, a big time gap, but I only watched WWE. For so long, and then I just Jericho obviously got me to AEW. Sure, sure. And he's and, and like he's still great. His match with in in uh, New Japan versus Kenny Omega. Oh, of course, before yeah. AEW was a thing. Yeah, and then they had uh, they started off with uh, AEW Full Tilt. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then Dean Ambrose came out, and yep. I was like. Wow, this is really fucking good. Dean something. Ambrose got to do what he didn't get to do in WWE. I agree with that, but someone who gets something to do they weren't able to do in WWE, who I, I really like him, but he is not a main guy, and I hate saying it because I do like him a lot. Cody Rhodes is not a main event no. guy. He He's uh, he's a really good mind, obviously. His father might be the most brilliant wrestling mind in the history. I can't stand watching Christian wrestle. I watched him wrestle, wrestle last week. Christian? Christian, is, he, he's always been like a never, tag team guy. I've never been a big I've fan. Never liked Christian. I was never... About- I, I used to root against Edge and Christian every fucking pay-per-view, and I didn't like Edge when he went his solo shit, but I uh, fucking I, I loved the Hardy Edge- Boys, and I wanted the Dudley Boys to win everything in those TLC matches every I, time. I think all of us never as kids. I think all of us are like that. Um, yeah, Edge was a great heel. Like, of those guys, his solo stuff, like, I was never a big Jeff Hardy guy because I, I don't like this shit. How fucked up can you get every single time? That I love shit, that. That shit he did with Sting was so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. And well, that was in TNA. I, but still, he was he got fired from WWE for being a fucking drunkard. He yeah. How many times? He's got a DUI, what, two years ago again? Like, I hope he's sober, but how many fucking times, dude? Like, yeah. you're, like your body should not be holed up like, the way it is. if any one of us, like, on our jobs, we'd be fucking shit. Yeah, dude. It life. just seems like you just have no appreciation well, maybe for maybe not me. Matt has been... <laughs> Matt, Matt's broken gimmick is one of my favorite things ever. Like, yeah, the fucking, now he's like a fucking money guy. And like, I actually... I dig that a little bit. Big money Matt. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> he, know. Dude, I... I and but here's the thing that's brilliant to him. He'll find something else and he'll morph it back into broken at some point it'll fucking just well, keep well, the money he, did a, he did a shoot interview a while back and he basically said that the only reason he's not doing the broken thing right now is because it doesn't really like it like the the vignettes work without a crowd correct it doesn't work without, without a crowd yeah, it's yeah. All, it's all, <laughs> dude it's the fucking best the two fucking uh the matches they did the one in fucking tna obviously oh my god i'm forgetting the fucking uh the ultimate deletion yeah and then the one they did in wwe was unbelievable i fucking lost my shit and then last year's wrestlemania the cinematic matches were really Really good. The Cena and Bray Wyatt one was awesome. Where Cena 
it comes out of the NWO shit at some point. Like yeah, the heel. Yeah, yeah. And then I love the Boneyard match with AJ and Undertaker. Yeah, that's cool. I, it was exactly that's Undertaker's last match. All things considered, it was perfect. Well, they did that with uh, Darby Allen and Sting, Sting, and that was actually yeah. pretty fucking. Good. Well, because you could get Sting to do a cinematic match for it, sure. Exactly. He didn't get the out like that he wanted in the WWE. No, of course, and he because but he also probably shouldn't be doing a real match. Yeah. His neck is his spine is fucked up. Well, when Seth Rollins gave him the turnbuckle bomb, maybe they should have just skipped that. Well, no, here's the thing. But what he actually had the issue it wasn't even the turnbuckle bomb. They told him if he just took a body slam and landed a certain way, it was going to happen because he has spinal stenosis. Yeah. It's the thing that that running back in the Giants a few years ago, David well, Wilson, had to retire little, for. Very little wrestlers get to go out like in in glory, like the other. No, they like did think about like how like well how Ric Flair should have gone out in WWE yeah. with the Shawn Michaels match at Mania. Brilliant. You know, yeah. I'm sorry, I love you. Brilliant. Um, the way that Shawn Michaels should have never come back after the the, yeah, the Saudi but, like, Arabia the thing kick doesn't even hurt people. So how did that even I, end Ric Flair? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, now because it used to just be Shawn and Goldberg, and Goldberg actually did end Bret Hart's career yeah. with a super kick. Oh, oh poor guy. Well, I I didn't know this because I I thought I just assumed that Goldberg was like a fucking well designed wrestler. He wasn't even a fucking wrestler when they made no him. he he was dude he was the th- the original three moves of doom like he was I uh, was watching his fight versus William Regal. Oh, dude, oh, Regal, dude. Regal stiffed him there on purpose. Yeah. Regal, did you ever watch on WWE dude, well, that he just rise? Came out with a book, William Regal, and said that he was trying to work with him, but he wasn't. No, it was like, and the, he Goldberg was he was exactly what he needed. And to Goldberg be. said, like to this day, like when they interview him, he's like, I will fucking punch that motherfucker in the face if I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he was a uh, MMA commentator and Elite XC Goldberg? He did the Kimbo oh, fights. Yeah, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And he wasn't very good. At, he seemed like the, a really cool dude, but like he he, he used cool. to do the commentary for fucking monster jam too when they yes, had the he goldberg did. for uh the guy uh, max max d yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, that guy's still going strong, man. I watched Monster Jam the other night. So with Goldberg, did you watch the whole thing on WWE Network, the rise and fall of WCW? No. Uh, it's really good, and you get to actually see, like, when they were building Goldberg up, and he, he literally couldn't work. See, like, I, he, he one of the great, it was funny because you could see the balance of these two things. So the highest rated episode in all of the Monday Night Wars, uh, when both shows were going, was when Goldberg beat Hulk Hogan for the title, right? Yeah. Okay? That was the undefeated streak. You know, they started adding wins that weren't televised or even house shows. It was like, what, 140 or something. And they announced it the week before. They were like, or I think it was on Thunder, Thursday Night Thunder. Or, yeah, Thursday Night Thunder. They were like, it's going to be Goldberg against for the title against Hollywood Hulk Hogan on Nitro. So they do it in Atlanta, where he's from, where he played college football for the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, they sell out really quick, but it wasn't on pay-per-view. He was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. And he was drafted by the Atlanta Falcons, played for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Didn't he play for the uh, the guards, too, in uh, Longest Yard? Oh, no, he was on the... the he was convict. on the prisoner. Yeah, he was yeah. in the... Yeah, he was the prisoners. Um Imagine if they did that on pay-per-view, how much money they would have made with actual build. Literally, it was a four-day announcement, and then they did the match. So that after that, where's your big money now? That was your moneymaker because the only guys that they grew themselves that became main event players in WCW were, you know, Sting, but he had been around for a while in that Monday Night War era, but they repackaged him brilliantly for the time. DDP, DDP had some good stuff going for him. Yep. And um, and of course, G- Goldberg. Were they LaParka? <laughs> Fake LaParka or real LaParka? Booker, uh, Booker, T- Booker T for sure. Um, it, it's it's just really interesting. Five time. Five time. I, lo- I love him. Yeah. Like what Bad Bunny's doing WrestleMania, right? Which I... 
we can't get mad Triple about Triple H is, is, is singing his praises, though, in the training. Well, all uh, everything I've read from backstage is that he's great to work with. And the thing that another thing we have to realize is that this dude, it was the number one streamed and downloaded artist in 2020 on yeah, iTunes yeah. and Spotify. He's hitting a demographic that we, that's not us. He's going to bring you Conan know? back. <laughs> dude, I would love that. Conan was a bad motherfucker, too. Yeah, he, he just had some health shit going on recently. I think he had a heart attack or a stroke or something. Yeah. Not as bad as DMX. Well, TNT got in a lot of trouble because, or the AEW got in a lot of trouble because they didn't tell TNT that Sting was going to. Yeah, they, TNT was not happy. That's why they announced Big Show before yeah, he debuted. They, they had to announce Big Show. They have to announce now because that was just a total surprise. Like even some people that. They were like, let us build some hype. We want. The, yeah. We brought you in for ratings, and this is a chance for ratings. Be like, at least hype that there's going to be a major debut or something. Kind of like they, how Big Show was like, oh, we got someone coming. Uh, it's going to be a major debut. And oh, it's Christian. Yeah, that was. That was. Bad. Oh, my God. There was. A, I forgot. Like that RVD. Like, this is one thing I was saying when I got the WWE Network I was trying to explain to Sam like there's no real way to Hall explain of Fame inductee. ECW without seeing it without seeing it and I was like looking for a good doc like from the beginning days of ECW from when they Which had one did you put on? and like I was trying to like just like get a documentary yeah like, with like that would I know go into a little bit of depth of like RVD Sabu yeah dude I, I got Dudley one for Boys, you did you got one? Yeah. I was looking on the WWE was Network, a, and I could not oh, find it. Anything. It might be on YouTube, actually, because it was a WWE documentary, The Rise and Fall of ECW, because um, they owned all the content. Now, I will say, it is skewed in a certain way, like anything for the competition that Vince beat. There is a level of skewed, but they have all the guys in interviews. I think there was an ECW thing on WWE Network. I'm pretty sure there was. Yeah, but I don't know what... I don't know what they've ported over to Peacock yet. Yeah, well, what they deleted. I don't, Manfro. Did you hear one of the things they deleted from WWE Network? They they erased um, when well, Venus. No, when D, well, that's oh, probably when D Generation X mocked the Nation of Domination. Oh, it, it was no. scrubbed from WWE Network. They better be able to find that on YouTube. I, this is the thing. Like, what's crazy okay. to me is like, so <laughs> no, it's owned by, it's owned by NBC, no, right? Okay. NBC is who makes SVU, right? How many shows have we seen on that on that show with child predators, rapists, uh, racism, hate crimes, all these different things? But WWE Network is somehow viewed as more serious, even though it is completely scripted. They should. How many shows with domestic violence? Yeah. Sopranos, one of our favorite shows. How many times do women get the shit kicked out of them in that show? Yeah, the Mighty and Boosh, dude. The Mighty Boosh. Well, they did blackface, right? They did blackface. They did blackface. A lot. A lot. You're not even like a little bit. A lot of blackface. <laughs> no, there was a whole episode where he's dressed as like a fake Jimmy. Yeah, well, even Community had their recent episode where Ken Jeong is in blackface. And now, I, you know, the big thing right now in uh, the world is the Asian prejudice that's happening. Well, uh, so, I, I so, didn't know there was a lot of Asian hate until recently, so I think that means I'm part of the problem. Why is the MLB getting involved in politics? They're not necessarily getting involved in politics. What they're getting involved in is economics. Their, their, their sponsors told them, get out of here. We sponsor, we fund this whole fucking weekend. Okay. So, dude, think about, and this is what this is what you got to realize also. So now you're hearing because uh, the whole thing is the Voter Registration Act. In, yeah, well, in Georgia. Uh, is it, but like, why is it like I, I'm not trying to sound no, no, I, racist I'll, or anything. Sure, sure. But why is it racist to check for ID? I I can't answer because I did not read into the full bill. I have seen some things and some things refuted. Um, I think it has more so to do with uh, not allowing the the same kind of voting uh, or, or mail-in voting or early voting and things like that. I don't know. And I, I think the argument that people would make and that I've seen is that in a lot of these communities where they're really trying to enforce it, lower income that 
they are not acknowledging the fact that it costs money for a lot of them that they don't have to get IDs. So I, I and like you can't use a utility bill. In Colorado, you could use utility bills and things like that to prove residency. Oh, okay. They're saying only government-issued ID. I don't know enough about it, so I don't want to act like an expert like everyone thinks they are on both sides of yeah. it. So what what I see but from you it... To, like, you need an ID to get fucking lighter fluid. You need an ID to do almost anything, but again, economics. There's a difference between economics and... What about and, thugonomics? So... Uh, well, that's a completely that's different basic thing. Basic thugonomics. Could you know the whole John Cena song? Your life. This is basic thugonomics. <laughs> Untouchable, but I'm forcing you to feel this. Word life. I'm white. I'm white. I don't know. <laughs> so, so let me let me ex- explain again. So people you, people are saying Major League Baseball is getting involved in politics, right? So, but really, what it is is they have major sponsors. You got Coca Cola, you know, all these different companies. You, the ones you see on Anheuser Busch, all these different Coca-Cola, companies. Coca Cola, be less white. Coca Cola is one of the big ones, which is so funny because Trump is like, oh, boycott Coca Cola, right? He took up Stephen Miller posted a picture of Trump at his desk the other day. This motherfucker hit his Coke bottle behind his phone, but you could still see it. <laughs> and he's saying boycott Coke. Yeah, man, so, vanilla Coke is but, good. I, I, go I love vanilla Coke. But so what people are like the you know, and even politicians are saying it like if these companies want to act like they're political groups or whatever, I'm like, yo, if you look up any major corporation, Walmart, Amazon, Coca-Cola, Home Depot, Lowe's, whatever, they all donate to super PACs. The CEOs of these companies donate to politicians every single year. Since the fuck when has money not been political? <laughs> Sorry. It, they're, they're, they're not supposed to be. But they are. Yeah. So this is what it comes down to. And again, you know what? And you want to know, want to know the other part of this that's, that's fucking hilarious, okay? If you want to talk about race, right? The population in Georgia is, I think, 42% African-American, right? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, we're standing up for the African-American community. So they moved the MLB All-Star game to Colorado where it's 9% African-American. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's Jesus just like it, the, the grandstanding on it. And the people that are like, we're boycotting baseball. I'm like, you're, you weren't a baseball fan if you were excited about the All-Star game. The All-Star game fucking sucks. Yeah, It, it fucking sucks. I could, I could see like if you were upset about the Home Run Derby. Yo, but. and now the Home Run Derby is dirt dirty. The Home Run Derby is going to be in Colorado at Coors Field. <laughs> Dude, you could put fucking uh, uh, Ray Ordonez up there, and he's going to hit 50 home runs. Ruffin' no door. Dude, I want you. Oh, your new fucking second baseman? You know what that, that move is for? It's so if Jay Bruce sucks, they're going to move DJ LeMahieu to first. So and have Batista comes back to the Mets, he could get punched oh in the face. Oh, my God, dude. He, Batista took a fucking bomb. That was the be- the cleanest baseball punch yeah, I could was, think that of. That was a good one. That, that was so. I was in a bar in Charleston when I saw that, and it was like the game was live. It was a sports bar. And then I was like, oh, a scrum. I was like, oh, uh, no one got any clean shots. And oh, then they showed, they, like, slow motion, like, plant and, and bang. Then you, a clean punch. It was a clean, yeah. It was a really nice form. Your knuckle and was I fucking, fucking perfect. I hate Batista. I, every Yankee the, fan the did. The Blue Jays fucking, fucking fat slip, fat so, flip dick. Oh, fucking mister. Oh, hey, you know, uh, I'm just going to go from hitting fucking 13 home runs a year to fucking 53. Yeah, that happens. Well, listen, listen. It, do, it does sometimes. Yeah, if you, Alonzo. Well, okay, then I'm going to make... Fucking juiced uh, balls. Wait. Fucking fake record. Fake rookie home run record, Pete Alonzo. Aaron Judge said it one fucking, year before. Yeah, juiced fucking balls, though. Those balls were floating out do you in know? fucking ballparks. Aaron Judge can't stay in the field or else he would have fucking broke it. Fuck Pete Alonzo. That was... Wait, the, 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 wait the year... Astrid. The Astrid. year that Aaron Judge set the record... What are you talking about? No, there were, there more, were two different play baseballs that you. That's not actually true. That's fucking true. No, they. Can, that's hundred percent no, true. The baseball you now. Know it. You're no. a baseball guy. 
You could watch the difference between the fucking home runs. Fucking Brett Gardner was hitting them out of the fucking park. Yeah, the but year it wasn't just one. Ball. It just it wasn't just one they season. They admitted it. The MLB admitted that the balls were. No, fucking they no, they did, but they didn't say it wasn't just from the 2019 season. It was from like the lot previous three years. And then they, they set home dead, run records. The balls were dead during the fucking playoffs because you know how many guys went from hitting home runs well, they to warning track power. They officially changed the baseball this season. Like they actually they they acknowledge what they did to change you know, it. You know what I don't like is that fucking baseball. Like the old saying is baseball is like a paperclip. It stays the same. Mm-hmm. And then they fucking change all the rules. They change the baseball. Suck my fucking cock. Yeah, I'm over the fucking uh, extra innings. It, it should have never been a thing. Fuck out of here. Get the like, what the. Give the doing? NL a DH. Go ahead, but it, that's it. Well, that's the Suck thing. If you're you're gonna cock. of all the rules from last year, and about putting the mound back a fucking foot. Suck to do it. what? I don't know. To, I I don't. They're they're uh, doing some things in the minor leagues right now that I'm not crazy about. Um. So when they brought in baseball last year in the 60 game season and the rules that they brought in, at first on paper I was like, I can deal with this first season just to get baseball the extra inning rule, the seven yeah, inning double header the games during and the then, pandemic. And then when they announced that they expanded the playoffs, I didn't like that. Mm. But then when they I actually saw the extra innings in action. I was like, this is not baseball. Dude, the, you know, the thing about it is the first World Series is what, 1913? What was that, the first ever? Yeah. So you're talking 107 years. 107 years, and now you're going to put a fucking base runner on second in the extra, in the extra innings? Uh, to do what? Listen, to fucking do what? The ballpark that fucking guys can't even hit home runs out That's of. That's still not true, though. You're thinking of the first, like, three years, you jerk off. Wait, you mean Pete Alonso J- can't? Who was the guy? Fucking J- Jason Bay? Jason Bay. I remember I remember. I used to go to Mets games with you pretty frequently, like, yeah. when City Field first opened. Yeah. And I, I went there with him maybe in the first three years, like, five oh, to God. six times, and yeah. I never fucking saw yeah, that dude. apple pop up. Not no, once. no, not for the Mets, not for the Mets, no. And then they moved the walls in and then they started hitting home yeah. runs. Yeah. Well, let's move it back like maybe 20 feet. Dude, there were so many that were right at the fucking wall and then they just would die and then Mark, they pulled the walls in. Mark Teixeira at the end of his career, he had warning track power. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but so with, many. But oh with baseball, God. like, the things you want to change, and you're talking about speeding up the game. When they did a recent statistic in nine innings, right? The amount of time that is spent between pitches adds up to 15 minutes in a game for a pitcher. Think about it. Now, that's two pitchers, a half hour. That's the average, okay? That's fucking crazy. Yep. I'm okay with the pitch clock. Put a fucking pitch clock. You see some of the way some of these guys work, and they just take fucking forever. They step off the mound every time. The batters can't step out of the box without approval anymore. Yeah. Pitchers shouldn't be allowed to step off the mound. You want to speed up the game. It's not with extra innings. There's not this abundance where there's like 10 extra innings games every day. If they came to me and said, all right, listen, for player safety, if we get to like the 18th inning, we're going to start runners on second. Fine. I don't care. There's so few of those every year. Mm-hmm. Like you get maybe a 16 inning game three times a year, right? You get to 20 once every five years. Fine, whatever. But to do it in the 10th inning, the beginning of extra innings, and then when, as me being a baseball fan, it just pisses me off more when the team doesn't come up that that's batting first and just bunt the fucking runner over, hit the ball the other way so we can actually advance. There's no actual fundamental baseball. It's strikeout, home run, strikeout, home run, strikeout, home run. Why can't we score in the playoffs? <laughs> like literally every team in baseball. Strike out home run, strike out home run. No one goes the other way. There's no hit and run. No one steals anymore. Yeah, the shift for Jay Bruce is embarrassing. <laughs> Dude, I mean, but that's if you're a lefty with power, it doesn't matter if you hit 310, they shift you. And I've listen, they shouldn't outlaw the shift. That's fucking stupid. I'm not against them saying the infielder can't play on the outfield grass. Fine. If that's what you got to do, get creative with your outfield too. Your outfield's there for a fucking reason. I mean, it's uh, they're, they're trying to cater. To people that aren't baseball fans, which yeah. is what I'm saying. Bring They're like, play the playback. Play that. Play the poop. 
the play at the plate. Bring that back. Oh, when you could lay out Buster. I agree. Yeah. I agree. There's a, there's Pete Rose fucking. Oh, when he killed. Yeah, in the All Star game, he yeah. did that in the All Star game. Yeah, but well, Pete Rose is the man. Dude, he the casual fan's not gonna fucking watch extras. Anyway. A casual fan's not gonna watch one in I almost turned the Yankee game off because they have this stupid yes app in the top right corner, and I was like, oh, it's a replay. Dude, I don't. I, I almost fucking turned off the fucking game, I, and I was like, oh no. I playing. literally chose to listen to Sterling over K the other day. K is so bad. He sucks. He's so bad. He's so bad. Like, he's just an unlikable person. Like, the other guys are really good. The yeah, other guys are all good. So fucking when they get Ru- when they get Ruko to do the games, Ruko's really Ruko's good. Coming he's up. Yeah. coming up because I think dude. K's going on vacation. I, I can't fucking. Cone is great. It's you know. Cone is great. I fucking love Paul O'Neill. He's Paul O'Neill's great. They bring when they bring Al Later in. Al Later's fucking. By the way, have you seen Al Later's kid, Jack Later? He just oh, uh, yeah, fucking jerk right? off. Dude, why? Why is he a jerk off? Because he got drafted by the Yankees. Went to fucking college instead. <laughs> Douchebag. He dude. He still got the rights to him, right? No, he. He ranches so the draft. Yeah, yeah he uh, ranches the draft. Um, because he wasn't. Uh, he was. He's going to be the first overall pick this season. No worse than second. He just. He opened his college season with twenty four hitless innings. Oh, that's like he. His, people forget Al Later was a really good pitcher, yeah. but he was never like you know one of the top five guys in the league. Yeah, no, his son's fucking, got like it's hockey. It's different. They can draft these kids at like fucking 16, and they have the rights to him. And they have the rights to him yeah. until they enter. Once they go in the NHL, well, like, baseball has a really good union. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Venom. Venom, the UFC fight kit. Uh, yeah. It's better than Reebok. No, it's cool. I like Venom, but it's like, I don't like that these guys... I want them to have sponsors. Condom Depot on their ass. I yeah. want the really weird co- yeah, fucking sponsors. Depot, like, it doesn't matter, but like fucking... I like to remember when boxing, the guys would have the fucking ads, like fake... Yeah, on their head and their hair. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, dude. but like it's can't fucking do that. bullshit. But all right, guys, let's wrap this up. Uh, this episode one forty three. You watch, I listen. Season finale. Um, I'm gonna be married by the time we do the next episode. Oh shit. Um, yeah, it's coming up, man. I'm pumped. We're gonna get fucking bombed. Yeah. Get real fucking sloppy. Yep. I think everyone's ready for like one blowout. Like have everyone together. Um, you know, not just the dudes, but everyone there. Party. It's been what a fucking year since like real parties. Well over. Let's go. Yeah. Let's get fucking slow. Let's get tropical. That's okay, what I'm about. I'm, I'm there for that. <laughs> yeah. You can drink your blue shit. Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, guys. We will see you in uh, two weeks. Later. Later.